Hello, this is the 18th of August, 2017. I am Charles Stewart, and we are here in a phone conference with TalkShoe and trying to uh, uh, build consensus around optimal strategy for taking our country back and um, uh, promoting general societies and responsible self-governing in our local communities. And um, the conference is just starting. We're kind of um, building a um, uh, our critical mass here of number of participants, but we're entering into loose conversation here um, uh, for probably another five minutes or so before we get more formally started. Um, and I see somebody named Taranova just called in uh, with a talk show user handle. Would you like to say hi? Yeah. yeah hi. Hi. This is Charles, right? Yes, it is. Who's, what? Yeah, this is Tara. Hi, Tara. Hey, hi, Wonder Ann, right? Yeah. Good to hey. hear you. Phyllis is on, too. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I can make it. I'm, I, I'm a little bit noisy over here, so I'm going to try to mute myself, and I'm just wanting to listen in to see what this is all about. So, you know, so I'll just be in the background. Uh, okay. I'll talk All right. Thanks. All right. Um, wonder. I saw um, uh, Nikki made some comments on the jury verdict that we've been working on. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I saw the section that she highlighted there, but I'm not sure what her concerns with that section and do, is. Do you have any insight there? I don't. I glanced at them and I read them quickly. So I'm. Hang on. I'm on my. Let me go over and see what it was. Hang on. Okay. She's a very thorough researcher. So uh, about a lot of wonderful things. Oh, Walter Burium sent me something too here. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Uh, Emails go by so fast. Verdict comments. Well, for people that are orientating, this is the jury verdict that we're working on in the Keith Livingway case. Um, And and we've got 10 signatures so far on it, or people that have verbally affirmed their willingness to sign on. We just list their names and what contact info they're um, comfortable with. Um, And so we're making progress in those areas. We do need two more signatures for people that have um, uh, come up to speed on uh, uh, what this is all about. The the archives in um, um, the webpage that we've got set up for that case shows transcripts and high points from previous conference discussions. I don't think we need to review everything, but... um, 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 Yes, um, we're making progress there, and and uh, the the jury verdict document that we're working on is a rough draft, and so things like what Nikki and Wonder Ann are talking about here about um, uh, maybe there's some wording that's in the rough draft that I've assembled here that's less than optimal, and so when people have concerns about, I think there was one paragraph at the top of page four that Nikki highlighted 
that indi- that indicates that she's got some concerns with that paragraph. I'm not sure if they're approving or if they're um uh there's there's some criticism there that maybe we might need to change some wording. Um and, uh, anyway, that's yes. the process is is we'll make adjustments so that everybody can be on the same page and we can have consensus on the on the final document that we issue here. Wonder Ann, did you have some more comments there? Sorry, I, I forgot to ask a point of order. Um, yes, she has in this email to me, and I haven't gotten into the document. I, I think I printed it out because there was much more than I needed to look at than on the computer. But she said her comments you will see by hovering over the highlighted portions. She's a, a computer wizard as far as I'm concerned. So she she would have put it in there on the way that she would be suggesting how it could be done. She and she says she wasn't certain if it was a work in progress or a done deal. So that's yeah, it, it is a work in progress. Um, right. um, the 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 part that she highlighted there uh, looked indistinguishable from my wording. Uh, I'll have to compare them side by side. Um, but yeah, it, it, it looks like whatever. If she made some changes there, that is a. It's looking good to me. Um, and, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk with her sometime here uh, about more details there. Um, it does look like other people joined with us here. I'd like to um, um, give them opportunity to introduce themselves. I see Tennessee, Georgia, and Michigan. Would you all like to introduce yourselves? Good afternoon. This is Stephen from Georgia. Stephen from Georgia. We talked, I believe, last night or maybe the night before. Um, uh, is that correct? That is correct. We talked Tuesday night. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you with us, Stephen. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, um, we'll, we'll we'll move on here. I'm sure there will be good opportunity. You you seem like a very good scholar, and I'm looking forward to you participating here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Others, and I see Nikki arrived too. Nikki, are you there? Um, yes, I'm. I'm here. I have figured out how to get on the line here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, what I had meant in uh, on page four, at the top of page four, is uh, the minimal standards. I don't see the minimal standards for good behavior. So that uh, it seems like it ought to be in the in the the uh, uh, what do you call the PDF somewhere. Is, okay, is somewhere? we could explore that, but you know um, um, our U.S. Constitution document references that um, um, uh, Supreme Court judges, I think, and maybe some other officers are only allowed to retain their offices during good behavior. Okay, um, what I had in mind was uh, pretty much the Ten Commandments, um, you know, and uh, bearing false witness uh, was actually one of the things that you pretty much had there as far as uh, in 10A1 it looks like. Um, had borne false witness against Shide and Wonder Ann, inconsistent yes. with, and then going on, you know, and, and filling that in. And uh, because there was no firm minimal standards um, to have him, oh, what is it, purged, um, it sounds, you know, pretty <laughs> unreasonable. Remove Jess, especially when you say uh, when he becomes repentant, he can return. You know what I'm saying? 
So just uh, consistent with uh, the minimal standards for good behavior. That, that's all I'm suggesting. But it's just a suggestion. I'm not the authority on this. Okay? Well, I, I appreciate your fine-tuning. And, and maybe, in, in fact, I probably will reword that um, in, in manners that um, – uh, we're all more comfortable building consensus around. Maybe maybe we'll just inter, uh, illiter, eliminate that phrase minimal standards and just reference good behavior or something. Um, right, but the criteria on which it is based on, and that way it's a sure thing. And uh, I, I yield. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank John, you, I'm sorry, Charles. Yeah. And hi, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> hi, Wonder Ann. Hey there. Hey, Nikki. David. And Tara and David. <laughs> okay. All right. Glad to have you all with us. Was, anybody else would like to introduce themselves? Tennessee, Georgia, um, um, Florida, I see. Anybody? Michigan? Uh, Mel Farrell with you at uh, in Titusville. Titusville. What state's that? Uh, Florida. Florida. All right. And what was your name, sir? Uh, Milt Farrow, I was invited this evening to uh, to attend this, this meeting and listen to what was going on. Yes, Milt. It's been a while since we talked, but uh, as I recall, um, um, you're a significant scholar on constitutional law yourself, aren't you? Uh, well, somewhat. Uh, I wrote my own briefs uh, for the second case of Landrum Griffin in the United States, which I was successful at. Um, so I understand I understand the uh, the mechanics of law. I don't understand all the interactions of the various types of law. When you speak of uh, uh, canon law, as maritime law, as as to uh, common law, uh, the the differences are vast and distinct, and it, it is that which the federal government has been using against us, actually. Quite I've been watching this from the sidelines, and it's quite disturbing. Yeah, there's a lot of things to be disturbed about. Um, but we're, we're glad to have you with us, Milt, and um, as the conversation unfolds, um, I'm sure there will be opportunity for you to contribute your valuable insights here. Um, if if we might move right along, are, are, is there anybody else that hasn't uh, uh, clearly identified themselves that would like to do so at this point? Hearing none. Um, um, I'd like to, I, I think, um, to move on a little bit, there, uh, let me post in the TalkShoe conference chat window the link to the um, um, the current jury verdict document that we've got. Um, uh, there it is, copy link. Um, and and this is the document that um, uh, Nikki and Wonderan were referring to, um, that on page four um, uh, we need to do a little bit of fine-tuning. And um, um, Wonder, were you able to um, uh, glean from uh, Ofra, um, uh, whether or not um, uh, it's good to publish any of her contact information or anything. Uh, Wonder Ann's muted. Um, I guess we'll, we'll go on without that. Um, uh, anyway, the, the links in the chat 
window to the jury verdict that we're looking at, and I'll also post um, the link to the main directory. Wonder Ann? Yes, uh, the machine muted me, so I just did star six. But Orf is back in town, and I don't have an answer for your question. I Okay, I okay. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, um, and, and the second web link I posted in the chat room there is to the whole um, um, uh, case file. Uh, for Keith Livingway, we've got recordings of past TalkShoe conferences there that are easy to play in your computer, and um, uh, also partial transcripts that show the highlights of what was said, the testimony uh, from people that have uh, um, uh, produced the evidence before our conference forum court that Keith Livingway is 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 not being a responsible. Um, um, person of, of any form of leadership of uh, the Patriot movement, um, uh, like he's posturing with the group that he's um, playing a significant role in. And so all the background is right there in, in those two web links for people to come up to speed on the common law jury verdict that we're assembling for Keith Livingway. And um, um, uh, we do need two more signatures for people that are comfortable, that can see the righteousness of what we're doing here, and if anybody knows or has any insight that maybe we're we're in error and we're making a bad decision here on Keith Livingway, that's why the threshold is at 12 from ancient tradition. So it takes a little while to build this kind of community consensus, so that there's plenty of opportunity for people to tell us, "Wait a second, you're making a mistake. Keith Livingway is really a good guy. You're just misunderstanding him because of this reason and that reason." And when we hear the reasons, we'll change our verdict for reasons. But right now, the the evidence before our court indicates that Keith Way Livingway is is a problem, and thereunder we're feeling compelled to go ahead and issue the jury verdict. Um, and I'd like to uh, go ahead. Uh, yes, I'd like to open it up for discussion on that point. Go ahead. I'll do some Googling and figure it out. Who's talking to us? Is, is somebody got their phone unmuted, or is there somebody actually trying to share in the conference here? My grandbaby's down there. I got something going on in the water. I think they're not muted. Yeah, somebody needs to mute themselves, or else we're going to have to start muting individuals here. Um, anyway, um, um, the the and and the the jury verdict that we're doing in the Keith Living Way case, there's there's a multitude of other similar cases that that we need jury verdicts on, and um, 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 uh, in particular. The, the Samuel Gilrod case, uh, the Kentucky farmer, I might not be uh, Amish farmer, that um, uh, was is incarcerated in the federal prison for, for selling uh, an anti-cancer salve that removes skin cancer and things like that. And um, um, uh, there's other cases with Andrew from Michigan. Um, Andrew from Michigan, do you happen to be with us? Here none. Um, but anyway, um, um, th there's there's other cases that we've been working with, and we're inviting anybody to bring uh, cases before us so that we can issue these very powerful jury verdicts 
And at that point, we will have the, the horsepower of the Seventh Amendment. See, if, you, if people look at the Seventh Amendment closely, they'll notice that, that the wording indicates that this is a higher form of law to have a jury verdict. See, the de facto federal and state-level court systems almost never have a, a full, unanimous, proper jury verdict with, with 12 people. Uh, um, and, and when they do, they don't follow due process of law, but... Uh, we're following due process of law, and we're doing the jury verdict, and we believe we're within the parameters of the Seventh Amendment, and that means that they they don't have any further jurisdiction over the case when we try it. Um, basically, it's, it says that no uh, no fact um, adjudicated by uh, a jury will be reexamined in any other court of the United States. Um, and that basically shuts down their de facto corrupted court system and, and allows our uh, jury verdicts to stand. So that's, that's what we're building on, and that's what we want to bring to all Americans by making it more popular through the baby steps we're taking with uh, the Keith Livingway case and other cases that we're starting out with here. Um, comments and questions? The floor is open. Uh, uh, a few oh, okay. Tara, Tara, you need to mute yourself. We can hear your conversation. I, I, I'm not speaking. I'm muted. No, you're not. We can hear you. My phone was on mute. We can hear I, you, honey. There's nobody We're, talking anywhere around me. But we can hear loud. you. I. It, it might be somebody else, Wonder. Um, maybe it's somebody else. Um, but uh, if we can all be more conscious of that. Um, oh, this is David. I just um, I just went through uh, all eight pages here just shortly before getting on the call. And um, I noticed that uh, uh, there was no mention in here about Hemingway responding um, before the she did respond. Uh, his response was not direct, but indirectly uh, through his own venue of uh, posting uh, a video on YouTube, which was um, after having uh, listened to it myself, uh, seen that uh, it was uh, it, it contained elements of provable fraud, and um, and uh, for which I have uh, a witness to and um uh recorded that uh witnessing and um anyway uh i don't know to what extent uh, i i i really don't want to uh go into the details of the witness to this fraud because i myself was a witness to uh to this effort of him to um redeem his his name while continuing to slander my name as well as other people uh, using fraud and then claiming at the end that he's got evidence to support all this, uh, uh, these claims that he made in this, in this uh, responsive video. Um, so I noticed that that element wasn't in here. I don't know if it's necessary or to what extent um, that it, it may or may not need to be added, but uh, um, also uh, there was um, 
uh, well, I just want to make sure that that when there is responses to what we're doing, and, and this is a, a teaching tool. This was the first that that uh, that uh, we're doing, and um, Charles is uh, helping us to understand how this common law uh, process can work. Um, I wanted to just put on the table anyway uh, how, okay, he, uh, that I made note that this was a, uh, that this, uh, in order for the accused, I'm reading from page four, in order for the accused public servant to be judicially removed from the public office which he or she holds. Okay, so uh, although this, well, so, I'm just, I highlighted judicially removed because I'm wondering if that is what we're doing. And if that is what we're doing, then if if Charles can more fully explain the term judicial as it relates to the process that we're using uh, in, in, you know, as qualified electors. And I also had one other question um, that certainly would garnish scrutiny and commentary from other people from looking in from the outside, and that is how we can deem ourselves uh, qualified electors when we're listing ourselves with first names and um, and you know from our state. You know, and things like that. So, you know, if if uh, if maybe you can comment on that, and and I just want to make sure that as we explore this from all different angles and and you know test it, that uh, you know we address a lot of these issues, which certainly will come from the outside, and and may and Livingway himself may or may not have already brought some of these issues up. I yield. Thank you, David. Um, um, to address your your issue of of judicially removed, and that's about mid level on page four, um, um, uh, two paragraphs above nine C paragraph, um, last line in that second paragraph. Um, in order to in order for the accused public servant to be judicially removed from the public office which he or she holds. Um, uh, the vast majority of, of process under the present state and national governments are, are, are administrative processes. It's all run by the executive tribunals, um, and, and there's, there's a, a uh, fashionable um, um, belief that, that all judicial power is centralized in either the states or the federal government, and that our local communities and grassroots communities and organizations like what we are here doesn't have the judicial power, um, um, and 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 it's it's uh, um, there are remedies floating around in our patriot community that are administrative process that are more or less executive, um, but. This is a judicial process, which is a more powerful process than mere administrative process, at least in terms of real law. Um, the administrative process might be getting more results um, um, in the short term here, 
but in the long-term battle, the judicial power is the supreme power, and and um, that's that's why I included that phraseology because when we judicially removed, that means that it's been lawfully adjudicated. It wasn't just a summary military process like administrative process and maritime and admiralty and commercial process and all the other processes that are not really processes of law but are quite fashionable in our environment. Does that address your point there, David? Uh, yes. Um, uh, yes, and I'm, well, I'm also looking at it from the standpoint, again, of titles. Um and uh, uh, your use of and 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 with that, I also we've talked about this before. Uh, make use of capitalization uh, to uh, uh, for proper nouns and things like this. Uh, the way I read things, and and even in uh, item number one, page one, uh, paragraph one, page one, uh, you've got judicial officer, um, and uh, you know we've. Uh, uh, you, you've uh, it's jurist being all caps. So it, again, um, and then qualified elector. Uh, again, that gets into uh, definitions of what these are. And when we th- think of qualified electors, and we have only first names, things like that, uh, pseudonyms. Uh, to reference who we are or just uh, first name and estate and things like that. And um, looking in from the outside, I, I just want to question uh, how uh, somebody may say, oh, yeah, well, I can see that, you know, a first name and in a, in, in a state of somebody can be considered a qualified elector. Uh, and you know how the definition of qualified elector fits with that, and you know if you can um, elaborate on that. Sure. Um, um, I the um, I think in an ideal common law community, we probably would have more detail in for from uh, outlining who each of our jurists are, but. Um, um we're, the if you look at what we're trying what we're working against the the highest and best lawful process that resembles a jury verdict that comes from either the federal courts or the state courts they never publish on their documents any information that I've ever seen anyway correct me if I'm wrong that that outlines who their jurors are or how to contact them Okay, and so even though we are not perfect at this stage of our baby steps of development here, there's a lot of people that 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 have legitimate reasons for wanting to remain um, below the radar to the best of their ability, but they are willing to to, to stand up and speak out to some degree, and um, I think that's enough for us to capitalize on and to to use to. Um, uh, present uh, the legitimacy of our juror verdict here. And um, um, I I frequently include that more details are available through contacting myself. So people that have legitimate requests, they they can 
either directly or indirectly contact each of our individual jurors after we issue this. And they can say, well, wait a second, you guys did something that was unlawful here. And, and if they can convince one of our jurors to change his mind, then all of a sudden our jury verdict doesn't stand. But we don't think they're going to change our mind because um, um, uh, we've followed lawful process here, and the evidence is pretty overwhelming that our verdict's true. And and so we're just stepping into light here to make it clear that that what information we've got and feel comfortable about sharing who our jurors are, um, we're presenting in our document here. Um, to the extent that we're capable, in order to empower the community to hold us to accountability in case we might be doing something unlawful here. And even Got though it, it is less than perfect, we're, we're just using uh, legal fiction um, uh, handles instead of our, our um, um, lawful birth name, given at birth, um, um, even though we're, well, we're, we're not uh, probably at the stage of God's kingdom on this earth and being open and embracing the light on all that those details, we're still moving forward in that direction, and we're making good progress here. And um, um, I, 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 I believe it's it shouldn't really be a significant concern that some of us, others are, are completely in the light, giving their full name, but... Uh, some aren't, and um, um, it, when we look at the whole thing as compared with what the de facto judicial system does, um, um, this is, I believe, a good, um, um, an adequate uh, representation of who is giving us our authority of legitimacy here by by agreeing to serve as 12 jurors in this case, and and even if some of them don't feel comfortable. Um, um, putting their whole name and contact information in there. That um, um, I, I believe in 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 the larger picture that this is a reasonable effort at at bringing forth a legitimate Seventh Amendment common law jury verdict. I well, I think that's a good answer um, because I, I as you mentioned that uh, even in the de facto they're using juror number five, juror number you know uh, whatever. Um, and so, um, and you're right that the uh, the jury typically uh, is not known to the public except by those terms, unless uh, one of them wants to go forward and, and open themselves up to uh, questioning or something like that by the media. So um, uh, that, that was a good answer. I did have one more question with, with regard to uh, page... Two, uh, you mentioned uh, this, that uh, each of we 12 jurists have followed that specific course of the procedural steps, steps in quotation marks. Um, have we, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, we have not had a lot of paperwork associated with this. Um, and, uh, I, you know, if, can you elaborate on the procedural steps? Um, yes, procedural steps are um, um, it, with a normal jury criminal complaint. Um, um, we would have to get into the details of malicious intent, a specific act, and a body harmed. But we don't. Um, 
those re- the, the requirements there are uh, are are more stringent than what we're required to do here because we're just we're, we're not talking about arresting Keith Livingway and putting him in jail as a criminal complaint would be seeking. All we're talking about here is is revoking his status as a qualified elector, um, and, and and so there's not very many procedural steps involved. Um, but due process of law does require some procedural steps, um, uh, um, particularly uh, notice an opportunity to hear and defend. We've, we, I, I, I am the person that has actually um, uh, notified Keith Livingway um, by posting a notice on his web pages. Um, and, and as evidenced by the video that, that he responded, he, he's, he's known about it. So that procedural step has been completed. He's been invited into our court forum to give his side of the story. He's refused to do so, as his very video evidences. You can hear him there saying, I'm not going to come into their forum and talk to him about this. Uh, so um, um, we followed reasonable procedural steps um um the, as related to this case and that is uh, that uh, which are mandated by due process of law in order for us to arrive at the general uh, housekeeping detail of, of making sure our community of honorable patriots is clean and that that and that we're notifying the world and everybody that this Keith Livingway is, is not an honorable american patriot um, and, and, and that's all our goal is. We're not talking about arresting him. Uh, and so the procedural steps here are very few. They're basically just notice an opportunity to appear and defend. And they're under. There's not many steps, but we have completed uh, uh, the procedural steps that are mandated under Anglo-American due process of law. And they're under, I think, uh, this, the, the wording in that paragraph 6 uh, the last um, um, three lines or so there uh, is 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 appropriate. All right, again, good answer. I appreciate it. Um, I yield. I've, I've uh, no qu- no more questions here. Thank you. Thank you, David. We we can open up the floor to um, comments or questions on this subject, or perhaps even uh, changing subjects if somebody would like. Anybody? Greetings, everybody. This is Donaldson and uh, Jeremiah Guthrie here in Northern California. I hope you guys are all doing really, really well tonight. Yeah, we are, Jeremiah. Uh, Um, um, Glad you're with us. Um, um, There was somebody else talking at the same time you were talking there, sir. Um, Oh, that was me. Tara. Hi, Tara. Hi. Hi. I want to I want to ask another question also. Um I'm a notary, I'm a I'm a county notary in my county which is um has has a judge um title involved in county notary. Who's the judge in your common law jury process? Um um this particular um process that we're doing here uh i'm assuming the office of pro tem judge we haven't had formal elections um um the the jury verdict if you look 
edit that I've I've uh, worded um, um, that I'm the the presiding judicial officer pro tem in in bringing about this verdict as well as jury foreman um, and 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 it actually there's multitudes of opportunities for people to fill all kinds of judicial offices all across the USA that are vacant. And so it's not like I'm usurping anything for myself or everybody that's comfortable assuming the office of a judicial officer is absolutely encouraged to do so here. Um, and that's part of the, the ministry that we're, we're undertaking. Um, does that answer your question, Tara? Uh, yeah, I just want to know, have you heard about the county notary position from ancient Rome? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 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 I'm not fond of, of Roman law, and I do believe the, the notary is, is rather derived from that, but um, um, it's useful. The Montana Freeman, uh, who, who I respect immensely, were also using the notaries to, to tighten up uh, commercial process, to get commercial defaults, to lend legitimacy to the commercial paper that they were issuing, um, and so I, I recognize that pragmatically the the, um, the use of the office of notary is very valuable to our movement. And uh, um, um, I, I would only add that, that it'd be easy to assume a, a judicial office also, along with your notarial office, um, and and the, your, if you also assume a judicial office, like for the particular precinct you're in, then at that point you would automatically have all of the powers of a notary also. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Do you have comments or questions? Um, yeah, I was just wondering, I'm, I'm the county notary for Queens, New York. Can I... Um, adjudicate another state outside of my uh territory uh, um, um, you would you would uh want to assume um, yes is the short answer uh you would you would want to uh construct your paperwork to indicate that that you're a judge out uh, out from the jurisdiction of your home court or a notary from out of the jurisdiction of your home court but you've been invited by somebody else in another state to become actively involved in um uh, a, a case in another state and um I do believe that there's no obstacle of any significance to your going ahead and um um Using your notary seal or um, um, a, a seal from a judicial office um, um, uh, to assist with administering justice in what would be called a foreign jurisdiction. Um, if there's no officers available in that foreign jurisdiction to provide the service, yeah, that's a brief answer that I would come up with. Point of, point of, point of information, Charles is that a, a, uh, it depends on the type of issue uh, or case that the notary is involved in uh, uh, that will actually determine what their, their um, authority, where their authority goes. Like, for example, in immigration cases, it's different. You see, because they have a term called notorio, right? Or notary, okay, in some cases, which refers to basically individuals who either hold themselves out as immigration law experts, even though they are not attorneys or act as 
gatekeepers uh, for appearance attorneys with limited, limited or no knowledge of their client's case. You see what I'm saying? So there are different um, uses for uh, the notary, and it, I guess it would have some relevance as to the state. Whatever the state law was would definitely um, uh, determine the, you know, like the processes, because every community is different. You know, that's the respect of the common law. When we respect common law. We respect our local communities. That was the whole. That was the whole purpose behind states' rights. But I yield the mic on that. Thank you, Donaldson Jeremiah. Um, uh, uh, Tara, did did you get a complete answer to your question, or do you need more? Well, it seems like we're using the state law to determine who can adjudicate what. But is that the state law, which is statutes, codes, and, and you know, um, the de facto type of legislation that we're abiding by, or are we living by the Constitution? Well, um, um, we're, I, we're more by the Constitution is, is the, the short answer. Um, uh, we're, we're not feeling constrained by, by the statutes and codes, although the statutes and codes frequently do support what we're doing. What, what, and, and even, even um, um, uh, the Constitution, state and national documents, uh, those, those are, are rather entangled in Roman law. And, and what we're talking about here is a concept called organic law. It's, it, it, it's, more um, uh, judicially oriented, due process, common law rooted, and um, um, thereunder um, we're, uh, we're, we're more fluid and quick and efficient at arriving at issues of substantial justice. There are statutes and things that say that a person can do anything that they want so long as they are justified. Okay? So, so um, and that has its roots in common law principles. So long as you're not breaching the peace or harming anybody else, you can do anything you want. That's liberty. And there's a desperate need for justice in our modern American society. And if you as a notary or a judicial officer are doing something in the interest of justice and it's not in clear conflict with, with some other portion of, of organic constitutional law, then you've got the right to do that. Okay, so what about outside of the United States? Can we adjudicate foreign, in other words, England and other other countries? Yes, but I, 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 at that point, I would say that, that it, it shouldn't be individuals adjudicating um, um, matters. This is, see, um, because because individuals adjudicating matters uh, frequently leads to tyranny and despotism. Um, um, that is the it, it, the precise nature of the problem that we're facing. When 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 we come together and bring twelve people together to affirm that each of us on on our reputation, our good reputation in the community, that that we believe that the, this document is setting forth truth and justice in response to the case referenced here and then we've got um 
uh, uh, reference to the consensus of the community. It's not just one person that can be easily intellectually inbred. It's very, very difficult to get 12 people to agree on anything. We're still not uh, uh, finished. We still don't have 12 people on the Keith Livingway verdict, and we've been working on it for probably close to two months or so now. Um, and, 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 and so it's very difficult to get 12 people to agree on anything, but when that's done, when that's done, that produces a, a significant body of evidence all by itself that this is a lawful verdict, it's legitimate, and it deserves to be respected by all other foreign jurisdictions that have any concern whatsoever with this case. Okay. I, you know what? Um, I must have missed the content of the Living Way case. Can you briefly um, review that for me? Well, that would probably be uh, something that maybe we can go in later in the conference if um, um, you um, um, want to, to, to hang on after we discuss more prioritized business on our agenda. But um, if you've got access to the 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 computer screen where we've got our our um talk shoot chat window going um um i just posted a web link to the entire directory of the keith livingway case and our, both our jury verdict is there and keith livingway's video response that david Scheid referenced earlier um, uh, his video is there for you to watch, and audio recordings of our previous conferences where we we got into the details are there, and and um, uh, uh, partial transcripts of the pertinent sections of the conversations of our previous talk show conferences. Those those are there, so you can quickly and efficiently look at those transcripts and see what kind of testimony was submitted, and. Um, from there, you should be able to come up to speed quickly and efficiently on on what we're putting together through our jury verdict. Uh, okay. Point of information. Uh, well, I'll check that out yeah. later. But I want to ask. Would, uh, this is off the subject. I'm sorry. What's your name? Subject. Uh, Tara. Tara, Tara, Tara Nova. Right. Tara Nova. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I want to ask you. Um, you. What about uh, the question what about, is? Um, uh, can you go to my YouTube channel? Because I have specific evidence. Posted on my YouTube channel that you can check out regarding Keith Livingway. Okay, so can I put that in the search search engine and yes. pick it up? Yes, oh, you can okay, do that. Good. I'll give you the information right now. Everybody can do the same thing. It's full colon second hyphen son, right of Donald, or you can just put second son of Donald in there for YouTube. Okay. Um. All right, I'm, I'm going to check that out later because I would like Please to do. get. I want to get caught up with what's going uh, okay. on. Okay, and I yield but the mic, I, and you may pose your question. I please. Yeah, I have one more question. Now, this is this is off the subject, but what about exopolitics? What about if we have non-humans who need to be adjudicated, like the Queen of England, or <laughs> other reptilians? How do you go about? Uh, bringing them to justice. Um, well, um, we're not really in a position to bring anybody to justice at this time. Um, um, we don't have any enforcement yet. We're working on that. 
Um, but we could easily do the same thing we're doing with Keith Livingway to to uh, send the queen, the de facto queen, um, a notice to appear and defend. And um, uh, if she fails to appear and defend, then we go ahead and issue a default judgment um, concerning whatever charges are being brought against her. Uh, okay, very good. Most people don't address that issue because she's not a human being. And she even admitted to that on her website. So we're taking orders from a non-human. He's not even in the same category as we are. Okay, well, we'll probably want to save those issues for later in the conference or other times. I I think that's rather um, uh, too inflammatory of an issue for us to address right up front here in our formal discussions. I realize that. I think I'm jumping ahead of the scenario, but I do want to bring things out that people are afraid to bring out. So I'm glad I was able to get you to address it and, you know, and then you have the courage to address it. So with that, I yield. Thank you. Thank you. Are there others that would like to influence the course in which our public discussion is continuing here? Uh, Charles. Uh, Jeremiah. Greetings. Uh, some specific information uh, regarding the notary again. Notorio term or notary in immigration case refers to individual who either hold themselves out as immigration law experts, which is obviously not a licensed attorney, Right. So we're talking about something that's that's actually outside of the um, purview of the statutory scheme. Uh, the, the 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 notary is is something that is uh, a common law feature. Okay. Uh, what, and an perfect example of that is the birth certificate, because of the fact that it's supposedly witnessed by specific state actors, right? And uh, uh, given given the uh, specific duties and charges uh, or charged with specific duties, right? So I guess my point is that it, it, it's not so much that we need to um, uh, identify that notaries are not necessarily reliant on legislation, right? But that they are an asset of the state cannot be ignored. And I'd like you to kind of maybe possibly go into some detail about how uh, uh, notorial acts in common law could benefit our communities. If you don't mind. Um, Thank you for that perspective um 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 and and I'll briefly respond but um I, I I think um um we should probably soon gravitate the discussion in issues that are more universal and um fundamental to our discussion here um I I I think the the, the prime example of 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 using the notarial office 
to, to its maximum potential was was um, um, uh, illustrated by the Montana Freeman, where uh, at their township level, um, uh, they were um, their people like our people here were were certifying each other, and um, uh, they were um, um, uh, uh, constructing notorial seals and completing notorial acts on behalf of their township, which when we comprehend how the sovereignty is decentralized down to the common people, it's decentralized down from the national government, decentralized to the states, decentralized to the counties, decentralized to the precincts, decentralized to those townships, and then down to the people from the townships. And and so um, um, the townships have authority to appoint public officers to represent the interests of their township, just like the state has um, uh, authority to appoint public officers, such as notaries, for the state. But but it's a general theme, I do believe, that the closer you get to the grassroots of the people, the more powerful um, um, your authority is to... to um, um, act on the people's behalf, even though the number of people that you represent is 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 less. Um, yeah, so um, I, I think I think that's probably a pretty good answer. Does it sound like a pretty good answer, Jeremiah? It's sufficient for now. I mean, it serves the purposes, um, um, but maybe we could go take it a step further. Uh, without delay, so we can get on to further uh, and other points of interest here. Um, like, for example, the, the word or phrase notorial act, right, actually says from Louisiana in 2012 that an act of correction was the type of notorial act that could be used under statute that allowed notorial acts of correction to revoke the cancellation of a construction mortgage on a lot that was sold to a purchaser. So every case is different when it comes to notorial acts, right? And, uh, you know, I've had um, literally two people witness for me on my common law ID, but they did it in front of a de facto agent, right? What, what did that do? That actually, um, what did that do? That actually allowed me to be able to uh, uh, get a witness in, from the de facto as to my common law claim. And that's, that is the whole purpose of the Secretary of State is to be able to witness, right, the acts, the public acts, to make it full, full faith and credit, ultimately, and give us that constitutional guarantee in every other state. You see what I'm saying? Giving us full recognition under common law. So on that point, I do yield the mic, and I appreciate the time, Charles. All right. Um, as a segue, I'd, I'd like to, to point out that the judicial power. See, um, there's there's approximately 3,000 counties in the entire USA, and and uh, they're under those. Each of those counties is politically subdivided into approximately 200,000 precincts, and and um, I've got Oregon statutes that indicate that every precinct in the USA is entitled to have their own, quote, judicial officer, unquote. 
those judicial officers can command the obedience of everybody um, um, in their immediate presence uh, so long as they are doing so uh, uh, in pursuit of, of justice in response to an individual case. So a judicial officer can go anywhere and do anything that is related to any case that that judicial officer is concerned about. And Oregon statute further recognizes the authority of, quote, a judge out of court, unquote. And so uh, with regard to, um, I believe it was Nikki's or or maybe Tara's question earlier about um, 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 uh, notaries, um, um, the taking authority over um, uh, a, a case out of state. Um, um, uh, judicial officers can definitely do that, and there's all kinds of judicial offices that are vacant right now, and 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 so it's really easy for anybody in our patriotic community to assume that judicial office, and that judicial office is way more powerful than a mere simple notarial office. Um, And this is where we're starting to get into real serious empowerment for our common people, because if we start recognizing uh, judicial officers, at least pro tem, temporary, until formal elections can be held, um, then then we're recognizing that that other people in our community have significant judicial power that that is the power of the sovereignty right there in that judicial power um and, and and when each of us recognizes that others among us have this judicial power then we're building our 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 the empowerment of our community Um, if I'm correct, Charles, correct, because the, the the fact that the offices are vacant says says enough about it. I mean, you're not going to find a a, a, um, a board of commissioners, okay, in any city or county that will deny that the offices of county judge are actually vacant in, in, in most of those de facto uh, uh, um, public corporations, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I may. Yeah, David. <clears throat> yes. Um, I just wanted to point out for anybody who's questioning whether or not they uh, these offices are vacant. Um, I am. I just got through watching a two-part video uh, made by a man by the name of John Ainsworth out of South Carolina. And his research has complemented much of my own in uh, dealing with the uh, Reconstruction Acts. And he's coming at it from the standpoint of a, uh, a, uh, I won't say resident, but an inhabitant of South Carolina or North Carolina. And uh, he's gone through the whole history, which is supported by uh, the Congressional Globe and, uh, you know, the Senate reports and things like this, which uh, complement the stuff that I found, again, um, that basically show that since, uh, I mean, some people are going back, uh, I know Beacon 37 is going back all the way back to the uh, Constitution itself. But as a matter of fact, 
since the Reconstruction era, uh, what has been put into place is definitely not lawful. What has been put into place has been done criminally, treasonously, and these are these are facts that are in their own records, which show that that you know what they've got, what we've got is a de facto government, and it's it's a it's a corporation. It's it's run like a corporation. It's not run constitutionally, whether they want to say the word constitution or not. But uh, that because it is not lawful, period. Uh, the, the the fact is that the the government the what is owed to us what is uh, and you can maybe say it in a better term, uh, uh, Charles, um, or anybody else that that there are positions that are constitutional positions that we're all familiar with that um that that are uh constitutionally viable and 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 up to us and and so when we have people playing the part and de facto by definition black's law def- uh dictionary and and many other sources including uh judicial cases out of their own courts are making the distinction between what is de facto and what is de jure, and we do not have a de jure government put into place, and that is exactly what Deacon 37 is doing, is they're putting a, a de jure government into place uh, to uh, because this, this de facto government, it doesn't work. It, it will bring the whole system down eventually, and, it, and while they're doing it, they're, it's, it's a free-for-all for, for all of them, and they're taking the money, whatever they can, and they're running with it. And uh, I so just wanted to clarify that um, for anybody who's not familiar with the difference between de facto and de jure and why there might be vacant seats, including judicial seats, available, that's why. Very good summary, David. Um, um, and, and, and that kind of segues into the work of Beacon 37, which is paralleling our work, and um, I can't help but think that it might be advantageous at this point to compare notes on on um, uh, uh, the the Beacon 37 effort um, and and the effort that is being engineered here, and 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 to perhaps talk about how we're we're, we're going to re, reconstitute. Um, uh, some form of legitimate government for the United States of America. Uh, anyone, especially Wonder Ann, might have any comments or uh, on that point. I, I think that would be a really excellent direction to take the conversation. Charles, if I might make a quick point of order before we shift gears, I I do have a quick comment for David uh, to address his. Go ahead. Issue. Thank you, sir. Um, De facto government is not necessarily um, evil. All it implies is a government in fact, not a government of law. By, so by its, by its nature, it, it can appear evil. But until we step up and do lawful government here, we're going to continue to experience the de facto and it's totally lawful. It's 100% lawful. 
and 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 it's up to us to actually reclaim our sovereignty and i yield the mic on that thank you so much and if i may uh, i'm and that is correct um and that what i mean by the fact though is that um uh, by the definition, because I've read about this a few different times, uh, by the definition, de facto basically means uh, that they are not totally constitutional. An example would be somebody who comes into office and they're sitting in the seat, they're trying to do all the right stuff according to the best of their ability, and maybe they just forgot some detail like, like you know, uh, uh, paying for their for their bond according to the law, or giving their oath of office according to the law, or something like that. It, it uh, for the most part they are doing, uh, and it gets into what you were saying is that it's not evil. However, get, you give a little bit of, of rope, and they take the whole nine yards, and that's what's happened. And and this de facto government no longer isn't even acting in a de facto manner. They are, in fact, acting in the in the manner of domestic terrorists. And that is exactly what I'm calling them out as, as running crime syndicates and racketeering. And, uh, and there is not even a, a, a smidgen of what they're doing other than the dog and pony show that even remotely resembles constitutional governance, period. Farrell here, wish to respond. Point of information on that, if you take the incident that happened in Charlottesville in Virginia, that was totally a governmental terrorist action. It was not just those uh, Ku Klux Klaners. You know the Ku Klux Klan was absolutely set up by the government at the time of the Civil War. Are you aware that these Nazi supremacists were a uh, an offshoot of what has gone on in Germany? Even I read a book called um, Awaking the, the Wolf or something like that, and it was explaining how the Nazism never died, never. It was never crushed. It has always gone on. And who was in charge of Nazism? The British, the French, the Russians. They all pushed it, and the Jews. So we're, we're talking about a very multinational terrorist action to get this country totally uproaring again, and guess who their scapegoat is? The president of our United, of the United States. He is attempting in these five months or seven months, pardon me, that he's been in, and all he has had is lambasting. I don't care. He's the president of a corporation. However, it is really a, a disrespect that has been going on against an office, even of a corporation, by these socialist political flunkies, the mayor of Charlottesville and the governor of Virginia. They're attempting to take down a statue of Robert E. Lee 
who's a homeboy. That's his home state. Why are they doing that? Because it was about the Civil War? No, it's about keeping all of the people riled. And until the people get that, they will be riled. And as you said in the beginning of this program, it's brain control. No, I'm sorry. I was listening to Mark Fascio. It is brain control, mind control. And this is what here in this conference and what we're doing on Beacon 37 is going back far enough where they don't have control. Yeah. They have lost control. And when you move uh, at least they're, they're going to lose control very soon. They're, they're on a slippery slope and their game is falling apart. Correct. And they're doing desperate action, absolutely desperate action. And when you get that, you just go, oh, hum. And what we need to do is keep plunging, pushing forward to get what we want accomplished, which is our country back in the people's hands, the people's hands. And the people are going to have, I mean, uh, I was watching a video, and I don't know when it was done. I didn't notice the date, but they were out there um, selling lemonade on a government property for 10 cents. And they were arrested for being vendors. Ten cents. But the issue was here to rile the people up. The issue was here to get the people fighting the, the police and doing all this other stuff that was, was our speaking out and saying, this is a free country. You're not allowing us to be free was really the message they're saying. And Can I have what, a line here somewhere? Uh, you may, I, I yield. Go ahead. May I, have, may I speak, please? I've been listening to This is Mill Farrell with you out of the Titusville region. I've been listening to some uh, very good patriot um, thoughts all the way along. I'm not very familiar with the Keith Livingway matter, so I really I, I will not uh, post any uh, information on that, but I have a significant background. In, in law and politics, and I, I have an understanding that perhaps I would like to share with my brothers here and my sisters. I think that uh, I saw a little um, article by Judge uh, uh, Anna where she compares the the uh, uh, the uh, chicken wanting to arrest a fox in 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 the, uh, you know in the in the uh, hen house, and that's exactly the metaphor that we're not looking at because we are so little in number uh, and because we have so little influence and because the mainstream media has um, uh, basically sabotaged us and and totally controlled and owned uh, by uh, uh, the megalith corporations you know I, I i said this to several other people that i spoke with what has to happen is that sooner or later we're going to have to pick an economic target and we're going to have to boycott that target and you're going to have to damage the beast. This is unfortunate because the approach to civil uh, obedience and, and bringing documents forward, making appeals and protests, all, all I see is a lot of people uh, being incarcerated. 
I see comments where everybody says, oh, General Dunsford. General Dunsford turns out to be just uh, someone who's joined the ranks of traitors. He's another nothing. Anyone serving in office, in my opinion, is fully aware that he or she is part of a criminal element. And I, I really disdain uh, anyone uh, trying to take a soft approach with some of these people in office saying, oh, they're good people. They may be trying to do the right thing. Well, anyone joining Al Capone knows he's joining Al Capone. Make no bones about it. You know, I, I think the time has come to realize that we have the, the Patriot Act, which, which has forged a, an anvil against us. And on top of that, we have the NDAA with its appendages of, of, of fascist law. You're going to have to make a decision to unilaterally boycott and punish these people economically. The, uh, I don't know if you people have heard, heard of it, but Snowden re- recently made a remark uh, from, his, from, his, uh, from his place in, in Russia. And he, here's a practic- here is what he has said, and I'll pass this on to you. He has said that he's leaving a time bomb, and that time bomb could serve us because what he has said is this. If the powers that be start to do the wrong things, he will make sure that all of the names of all the employees of the government and their addresses and their emails, which they have now uh, sequestered from the public, will be made public, and that WikiLeaks will do it. We have much more help out there than we really think. I think we have to maybe look to other resources to think that this is not going to be a block-to-block struggle as what happened in Virginia to see what this fascist Mr. McAuliffe of the Democratic National Committee has done. Virtually what he did was he did not permit or gave orders for the law enforcement people to let the battle ensue. So my thought in the matter is I think we should think in terms of taking a, a soft credible economic target and just keep cracking at the legs till we break a leg and if we break a leg on the stool it's going to fall if, if yeah. I might add uh, if I might just jump in here point of information no let him finish let him finish please well he was just about no, objection. point of objection let him finish his thought and then you have the floor uh, Jonathan I am sorry I've seen too many of our people in jail. I've seen some of our people shot in the back and murdered. I was on a conference call when one of these things did occur. So I'm not alien to uh, to our issue. Sometimes it, it, it bemuses me that um, we, we have taken a position and thinking that people like Maxine Waters who earns $174,000 a year can survive in a $4.7 million mansion and pay all the ta- taxes. We are supporting this. And do you think that these people are going to give this up without a fight? I don't think so. Okay, so there's a huge media campaign, right, to demonize everybody that's in the quote-unquote patriot community. And it's not only in the media mainstream, but it's also in the lawyer groups, too. I went to the law library today, and I pulled up specific articles 
that are demonizing the Patriot community. I did a word search for Leroy Schweitzer, and I came up with some documents, some articles uh, that, that have uh, explicit uh, detail, okay, as to uh, how um, uh, the, the, these de facto public corporations are viewing uh, these types of groups, the Journal Society, like this one, but you know the biggest, the biggest difference between this group and any one of those demonized groups is that this is we talk about completely lawful government on this call. We support it. We actually know about the power of the state. And and if we don't focus on these most intricate details and also um, um, take up the actual um, torch as local state actors, then we're going to miss the whole point of reclaiming this government for the people. See, so, so there is a specific amount of energy being put into demonizing uh, our groups and other groups. And, and unfortunately, those, the greats that came before us that have left such a beautiful path of awareness for us, we have to honor those people. And, 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 and literally show respect by picking up the torch, right, and doing the things that, that we know that could have been done or fill in the blanks, basically. And so I do appreciate all the nice words, okay, but um, I, don't, I think we're on the right path, uh, I, I think, you know, with regard to the Drill Society. So I do appreciate the last gentleman's comments, but this is a great path that we're on right now. And uh, with, that, with that, I yield. Thank you. Uh, question. Uh, are most of your people, or some of them, on the, on the private side or still on the public side? And the reason I'm asking this question is there are apparently some legal differences between people writing briefs and entering into motions in various courts of law, whether they be common or admiralty, uh, based on what their positions are, whether they're holding a private position or a public position. And I'll, I'll leave that question to the floor. That's excellent. That's excellent. Sure. Was that Milt that asked the question there? That's correct. Oh, okay. Um, David, did, or anybody, did anybody have an answer to, to that? Well, well yeah, I do. Uh, this is Tara. Are you... I have gone as far as changing my nationality or my birth certificate, uh, authenticating my birth certificate, uh, changing my race. Um, I still have not applied for a non-U.S. citizenship, but that is the ultimate step to becoming a private individual and having the ability to go after the big mega megalith government. Because if you don't do that, and you're considered to be an, an insurgent, and you're against the government, so they have the right to pull the Patriot Act out and say that you're anti-American. Thank you, young lady. That's just, actually that is, uh, that is exactly Leroy the point. In his, Leroy Schweitzer in his video stated that the well, only reason uh, he, he the only reason Schweitzer. that he took away from uh, he stopped doing the license and all that was because he was so deeply entrenched in this movement that he had to do it. But he did not recommend that anybody that's just beginning with this 
start doing that, okay? That's not part of the game plan right now. So, I mean, it's a good point, but at, at this point in the game, I think the larger consensus is probably the more appropriate one to be focusing on. Thank you. Maybe and, half uh, a gentleman that was talking before, may he complete his thought instead of interrupting him by Robert's Rules of Order? I yield. Thank you, Wonder Ann. Um, uh, yes, uh, um, Milt, I think it was, um, or, or whoever. Yes, it was Milt. I'm here with you. Go ahead. Did you have uh, more to add I'm to just that saying, I, I, I think that the course, the legal course that you folks are taking is correct. I am, I am not questioning that. But uh, just let me say this from my background so, so the people who are listening might get an idea. I'm an 8,000-hour pilot. I was trained by Marine fighter pilots. And you learn very early down the road that if you don't turn your head in that cockpit and start doing some Dutch rolls and watching behind you, you've got to be able to, uh, to, to multitask all over the place. And it was, it was those people that came down and brought their aircraft down and who were alive today that will tell you that. I, I think uh, while this is the right way to go, what you're doing is correct. You're following a path that was laid down for you, that is the appropriate path, that's a legal path, that's the right path. <clears throat> Yet, uh, we, the megalith that we are standing against is, is so huge and so formidable that the, that, that the think that just with a, with a bar of law, we're going to come before a court and these folks are going to set aside and, and practice and accept the practice of law and the, the organic constitution with, with, uh, with, with legal, a legal, a legal movement, I think is, 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 is a mistaken um, uh, uh, thought, quite frankly. And I, I think that there would be nothing wrong in setting uh, a goal out there and saying, this week we're, we are going to boycott, and we're going to pass the boycott on while we're dealing with our people. Why, sh why should we continue to feed this demon? This is the question I ask. I'm speaking to you 45 miles from probably the worst fascist capital in the world, which is Orlando. Because if you understand really who and what Disney stands for, you have to understand that nothing that you, we spoke of tonight will Disney back. Right. Carnival, Disney, this whole a fairy tale land which has been set up for the people to have their coliseum so so they can keep the people busy. And 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 uh, Orlando is purgatory, and I am not a Christian individual. I'm very non-religious, but I have my own faith about me, and I believe that Judge Anna was correct. And if we fail to believe, fail to realize that you have a viable enemy out there who really does not not only want to help us, they want to hurt us. And the, the media is not our friends. And corporate America isn't our friends. And the bank probably, more than, than the left-leaning DNC, the banks are our greatest enemy. The Federal Reserve and the banks. I spent yep. 10 years on the New York Stock Exchange. 
I have a, a, a background in banking and finance. I understand thoroughly what they've done to, to the monetary system, and they're going to continue to do that. No. And, uh, and I'm hoping that somewhere along the line, somebody will take, take the chalice, run with it, and say, we're going to boycott these people. We're not going to fly. We're not going to go to Disney. We're not going to sit and eat our hot dogs and watch football games. We're going to boycott them. Right, Bill. That's exactly the right. I'm listening. Wonder Ann, did you have comments? My my point is I totally agree with the gentleman. I've been saying this for months, if not years, that if you keep feeding them, they keep going. You have the purse. Your person, your wallet is what runs this corporation. If you do not use them, they cannot grow. I yield. Um, thank you. If I might build on, on both of those comments, um, are you all aware that, that there is a, a very significant boycott effort um, against de facto policies um, that is, is focused on the nation of Israel? and um, that there's legislation that is fighting back against those boycott policies that are intending to criminalize anybody that, that, that tries to support um, boycotting of, 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 of the corrupted de facto Israelite government um, there. And, and to my mind, that would be an excellent starting place to build on Milt's suggestion here and, and to... To, to, to cut off the economic resources to not only de facto Israel, but de facto USA, um, uh, and, 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 and we can build from there uh, in, in, without even talking about posse comitatus and the real issues where we've got to talk about in, in enforcement eventually. Um, I yield. I'd like to respond to that, if I may. Um, let me give you the keys to the city of how I learned by error by total error, because I am not the smartest, I'm not the brightest bulb on the block, believe me. It was after 9-11. Uh, so some of you who know, may not know, I will, I will release a name now that I am permitted to do, do so. Lieutenant Commander Bob Bowman, who served with Ro, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, on his general staff, who was a 101-tested uh, battle mission veteran, in, in Vietnam and was a, a, phys, a, a physicist as well, serving for, for Reagan, I had learned that one of the comments that we analyzed, because I was a mentor for, of, of his, when, when 9-11 occurred, it was, it was George Bush actually who gave us the keys to the city because it was a few days after 9-11. And this is what he said. I can't, I'm paraphrasing it. I can't give you the exact words. He says, do something, uh, go out shopping, uh, take an airplane trip somewhere. And Bob and myself sat down, and I said to him, Bob, what is he saying? Bob was very intelligent, and he laughed, and he said, he's saying that the airline industry in, the, in, in, the, in this 15th day of non-flying is in deep trouble. That's and right. if, if we can't get the people back on the airlines, not only will the airlines collapse, but Boeing and Northrop and everyone underneath them will collapse. You have to look 
at where decent targets are, okay? I don't want to tell you something. Not that I disagree with Israel is a, is a non-target. It's a non-issue, okay? Boeing is a target. Disney is a target, okay? If, if we stop flying or if we get people to realize that the airlines are treating us poorly, that they're bad people, that we need to stop what they're doing, What's going to happen is not only will we stop the commercial flights, because uh, the 67s are not the only aircraft that Boeing makes. We'll stop the military. If we stop the military and we stop the wars, maybe there'll be room for highways and butter and, and children and churches and schools. But right now, there isn't. We really have to define a real target, and I think George Bush gave us the target, because the airlines nearly collapsed in the 15th day after 9-11. So I give this to you from my deceased brother and patriot, Lieutenant Commander Bob Bowman, and if anyone wishes, feel free to look look his look at his bio, and you'll know what kind of a man this was. I, I yield. Uh, a Thank point you. of information on what you're talking about is it's history repeating itself. Why do you think back in the time of the um, everybody thinks the depression started in 1929? No, in 1929 was the crash of the market. It only affected those investors. The crash that caused the depression was the failure of the banks, the Federal Reserve backing up the actual action of what was going on with the banks and did not save those banks. So that later on, and guess what the, remember we all heard now, we were just all probably kids at that time, but we heard the fireside stories. It was so wonderful of the wonderful president called FDR. FDR was a socialist. And what he did was these fireside chats were just to get you all nice and cozy and comfortable that you'd all start buying things. They had radio shows that went on. And Napoleon Hill did a lot of talking about how we need to go out and start re-energizing re, uh, your community and getting them going. FDR started the, uh, started the, um, the actual welfare camps. All of those uh, alphabet letters that were used during the time of the Depression were total socialist camps. FDR was a socialist from the get-go. This whole family. So was what? so was so was Christ, and I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. I I have a problem with the fascist moves that 
that FDR uh, uh, instigated, which was uh, 192, the enemy's sedition act, or the confiscation of gold at 30, $34 an ounce, and then the government sold it at $65 an ounce. I'm pr- totally familiar with it because I spent a lot of time in, in the industry, and, and, uh, and I studied other books other than the books I, I was given. And yes, you are correct. You are absolutely correct. But George Bush repeated what FDR made in a statement, except that there was nobody to take him up on it, and it was just myself and a few people down here that realized what the story really was. If we boycott the airlines, if we, first of all, to begin with, they're laying down chemtrails, which is aiding the government, and NASA right now is involved in that as well. The, the duplicity of NASA is to be believed. I won't even go into it. There are still people walking around that think we put men on the moon. Well, Correct. I got got news for them. Never happened, but that's another story. We need to we need to fell this giant. This tree has to be toppled. We have to chop an economic leg off this tree. I'm sorry, I'm an action person, folks. I was trained that way. It's inherited in me. And yes, I don't believe. I, I'm not going to be. I hope I don't get anyone angry for what I'm going to say. The only thing the meek inherit is the earth underneath them. I'm interested in leaving the earth in one piece for our children and for our families. And if there was a peaceful way, if there was any peaceful way of doing this to get the Maxine Waters people to leave office just to walk out of their office and leave us, leave us be, and let us reclaim our nation. I'd say I'm for it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'll not join in and help any of the folks who are building and trying to do something. It's just if we do not attack the money part of this maniacal machine, we are really wasting our time. Uh, You know, if I might jump in there. Um, um, Yeah. you, you've outlined a broad agenda that, that generally I, I think um, uh, most of us here do support. Um, I uh, um, um, wonder, Anne, and I and others have um, are, are, are concerned about uh, um, uh, bringing forth order from confusion. Uh, it's real easy to get too many items on our uh, agenda at one time, and if if we insist upon something similar to Robert's Rules of Order and go point by point about different proposals that are proposed from from each of us taking turns, giving everybody a chance to make their own proposals, um, then we can arrive at conclusions in our um, um, uh, uh, formal discourse in this conference, rather than just uh, engaging in a chaotic war dance, you know, um, and and um, they're under. Um, um, I, I, I um, it sounds like you're you're rather um, shifting the focus away from any talk about empowering peace officers and posse comitatus to actually issue arrest warrants. And and um, uh, which is a more direct physical confrontation, which I think we we need to explore because they're proceeding against us with lawless violence uh, at at the same time that that we're trying to defend. But there is no doubt 
that in the larger strategy that we're talking about here, that your strategy of doing boycotts is appropriate, and I'd like to harmonize with you uh, in, in, and build consensus uh, community interest around the proposals that you're making insofar that you and everybody else is comfortable with them so we can all be marching to the same tune at least on, in that particular boycott effort. And then those of us that want to do the peace officers and posse comitatus thing, if you don't feel like joining in, that's okay. We'll just work with you in the boycott effort, but we're going to be doing other things also that we think uh, helps promote um, our, our return to fundamental principles of constitutional law in our nation. I have no problem with uh, point of order. I have no, no problem, whatever with what you say, because if, if, if process is not orderly, chaos ensues. I understand exactly what you're saying. I find no fault with what you're saying. The only problem I have with that is that you are failing to realize that the peace officers, that you are, you are looking to propose to put into an official status, are doing nothing but being walked into jails. And the reason for that is because we do not have enough public support. The people really, the, the 97% of the people do not know our story because we can't get out in the press and because the insiders will do anything to destroy whatever we do. So if you have peace office, how, how are you going to marshal a, uh, a citizen's arrest when, when, when you're sitting with, uh, with SWAT officers and four Humvees outside loaded with AR-15s? Well, there is an answer to that question, uh, uh, but it takes some time and patience to explore. We can't just wrap it up in a quick and dirty summary uh, discussion here. Well, the thing is, I will ask one question. How many of our mem members, and this is honesty, this is total honesty, how many of our people, good people, patriots, people who believe, who work, are in jail? Well, that's, that's definitely, there's way too many of our good people in jail. But what the point you're raising here is off point and immaterial to our other issue about whether or not it's a, it's a realistic and workable and, and dutiful strategy to, to try and uh, be organizing with our peace officers and our posse comitatus. Uh, well, point of information, I, if I may. Point of information. That, on the, the working with your peace officers and getting them to be on your side, et cetera, National Liberty Alliance has been in session for I'm going to say four, maybe five years. I've been in it for approximately three. And I was active very much in the beginning of my time in there. And who did we go and attempt to do exactly what you're saying? It was sheriffs who are supposedly your highest officers of your community. And they are supposed to be the only ones that can make the decisions in your community. And yet none of them would, would at all give credence to the fact that they had that kind of power. They were afraid of it. Ah, put the quotes up there, because they're elected officials. And this well, is where... 
having a lot of, of the, the fear tactics that have been used on people. They are the fear tactics. We can ruin your political life. And just, just like this video I watched with Mark Passio, this cop, and, and he said, this is not about a racial thing. It has nothing to do about a racial thing. But he was, the cop was a black cop. And the, the questioner asked, would you have done this during the time of the segregation issue? He said, well, a black cop wouldn't have ever been there. He said, it doesn't matter. If you were a cop, would you have arrested people that you knew? And he said, yeah, I want my salary, and my salary is six figures. And that's exactly what the, the officer said at um, Nuremberg. I did my job because I was told to do it, and I wanted to keep my salary. They were going broke in Germany, and that's what their excuse was. People, there is no more time for us to be dealing with the economy of this corporation. And many of those corporations, they are hurting like mad right now. And we just have to keep pushing against that war of not buying their stuff. I buy nothing. I buy as little as possible. I live on as little as possible. And I I put my thumb up and I put my third finger up when I can get away with something. I keep my electric down to as low as I can because I can. They can't make me use more electricity. Who is this wonderful so lady that I who is this wonderful lady I'm listening to? This is Wonder Ann out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. But glad to make your acquaintance, uh, ma'am. You are a fine patriot, and you are, you are looking at the right way, uh, 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 quite, quite frankly. And you are correct when you said, actually, the economy is in such a precarious state right now. We are being lied to so broadly that it's it would not take very much. Does everyone here know that that the Corporation USA took bankruptcy on July 15th, 2015. Wow. Uh, this, was a, this was about the 13th time that they have done this. Now, that they haven't gone back into the bankruptcy court for reorganization. I just wanted to post that with you. And let me tell you what happened here so I can share it with my brothers and my sisters. On the courthouse steps, as they say, were members of the Rothschild clan and Wells Fargo, who wanted to buy the U.S. corporation for pennies on the dollar. And the U.S. military told them if they want to leave alive, to leave now. <laughs> it is amazing. Wow. It is amazing on the, from the barrel of a rifle how much power it, it, it exists. And it even... It even uh, uh, frightened the Rothschild people away. Okay, that that did happen. Okay, they were threatened, and they and they really took off. But you know, uh, 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 Senator uh, Representative McDermott in 1925 uh, listed uh, on, on the floor of Congress 13 times that the Fed ran broke. Uh, yeah. Now it, it is unfortunate that that. 
we have a central banking system that is adverse to, to lawfulness. And this yeah. is the problem. The problem is, you know, we were taught at a very early time when, you, when you're in a fighter plane maneuvering above the sky, you look for a vital point to hit on that aircraft to take it down. And understand this, I'm going to say this again, you can continue doing what you're doing, and I will hope for good results, but let me, let me assuage you to one of Einstein's comments, that to keep doing the, the, the same thing over and over again, when it failed, to hope for success is, is not, good mental, uh, not a good mental practice. I, I would tell you, there is nothing wrong with what, what you folks are doing. But I would say to you, until and unless we're able to multitask and we're able to pick some economic targets, a single target, and I don't care what the target is, whether it's Disney, whether it's uh, Canaveral uh, uh, boat lines, you know, their cruise lines, but it, any one of the major economic factors that would that would create a big hole in the economy would 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 do this would do the uh, uh, this bear in. We've we've got a bad actor here, and we can we can paint it any color we want. We can paint it pink and call it a pig. That ain't going to happen. It's bad. These are all criminals. Anyone saying that these people, oh, they're nice people. They want to do the right thing. We'll show them how. I really don't think so. I really don't. You're talking to a gentleman of 82 years of age who has done and been almost everywhere in this world. And I mix it up with a lot of dignitaries, good people. And I'm almost convinced after living this long that we have an enemy here that is so entrenched, so cancerous, that the web, as the lady just said, we all went to the various sheriffs. Oh, maybe they'll join us. You know, they have, they have, uh, you know, they're untouchable because they're elected. None of them came along because the power of the purse is so strong. The power of blackmail is so strong. It's incredible. It, it, it the, the, the scheme is so, so much worse that even being painted by the writers, that it would probably scare half of the folks with we are dealing with right now. Continue, certainly continue with what you're doing, but I I am looking to to see somewhere where we can we can use WordPress or 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 some rather large focus uh, uh, media where we can say we are all not going to fly this month. They're all not going to go to Disney this month. We are not going to patronize any of the ball games. The, the lady really said it so succinctly. I, I don't know how else to add to it. If I may. Sure. Please. Yeah, this is Dave in the thumb. A minute ago, you said 97% of the people were asleep. So how are you going to get 3% of the people to bring down that economic, you know, I know it. Just that three per you would not believe the planes that the 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 commercial airliners that fly over my home here in in the thumb of Michigan. It's just I'm in the country and there is I mean, every time I go outside there's two, three, four, five jet airliners flying, you know, east and west over my home. 
Mm-hmm. And they're not just laying down chemtrails. You know, those are in different places in the in the sky. These are commercial airliners just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I, I don't know where the hell people are going. Well, let me let me interject, and I agree with you. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. The question is a well-put question. However, we have to look to what, what Mr. Bush gave us as an insight, which we never would have had. He actually gave us the keys. The the industry, the airline industry was failing. Had 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 he not taken to the airwaves and done a fireside chat, as FDR was accused of doing and had done, probably we would have seen a, a major uh, economic disaster in the airlines. But there's another problem. The other problem is because of fractional reserve, the Fed can keep printing money endlessly. Mm-hmm. So you know that the attack really cannot be just aimed at. Uh, a particular industry or a, a particular small focus group, it, it's got to be probably, a, probably, and I am not that expert. I would, I would defer to someone who has greater expertise on economics than I have, but over a very broad spectrum. And if, if only that small amount of people made a difference to George Bush at the time of 9-11, then he told us something that we never should have known. He told us that the economy is in far worse shape than we ever realized. I remember him saying that, and I, I know everybody stopped spending money. And he told us, go out and shop, spend your money, go fly. Yep, I remember that exact comment. I yield. If we, if we, if we can uh, uh, decide, I mean, I, I'm game. I'll work with anyone who says, let's make a decision. Let's find out what's good to shoot at. I, you know, we ought to do a little research on it. And, and, and look at the industry and see what's what. And I, I think we ought to. If we do not, if we do not economically deprive the beast of food, the beast will kill us. No, <laughs> you can do all the work. You can put all the cement blocks you want on the house. Mill, can I interrupt you? Go right ahead. Thank you, um, Charles Stewart here from Oregon. I'm the moderator of the conference. Um, um you're you're bringing a lot of good ideas and 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 you've 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 had the microphone for a while here to outline your concerns and and your suggestions and we appreciate that um um uh, and 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 but but I think we arrived at consensus at a crucial point here that 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 we need to have order uh, uh, we, we, we can't be overloading our agenda, our collective consciousness, with, with, with too many propositions all at once going in all different directions here. We need to go step by step, and, and we need to have our, our more prioritized concerns at the top of our agenda and our less prioritized concerns farther on down in our agenda, right? I have no problem with what you say. It's Listen, this is not my boat. I'm not at the oars, and I'm not the captain, so I, I, I yield, and whatever you people decide is fine with me. Well, well, thank you. I, I, we, we need your counsel. The, the Bible says wisdom consists of a multitude of counselors, and I dare suggest uh, um, um, the, 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 um, the Exodus 18 model, um, uh, Torah, Torah law, Bible law, um, uh, it shows that at the lower levels, at our township, our precinct, and our county, we only need 10 
for the governing body of 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 the 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 townships and the precincts and the counties those relate to the Exodus 18 model of 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 organizing the nation of Israel amongst uh, into communities of tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands and and a common law township is 10 households the common law precinct is 100 households the common law township is a thousand households, and that's based upon the ancient Exodus 18 Torah law model that's that's referenced in the Bible. And, and but even larger issues that that's at the lower foundational level where, where those levels, county precinct and township, their concerns are just about keeping the peace. When you start getting into metaphysics and real complicated stuff, your council, your assembly of counselors needs to be twelve. And that's where our jury trial process comes in, and it relates back to Israelite law and Christian law. Um, okay, well, and see, at that point, what we're doing with the Keith Livingway verdict is, is bringing people in that have the courage. A lot of people come in here, uh, especially under anonymous names, and start talking real good talk. Um, but when it comes time to put their signature on something that's solid and substance to actually make a difference in the universe that surrounds us here, all of a sudden they're vapor, and we can't find them. Why do you think that is? Well, it's because COINTELPRO is alive and well, and we're saturated with subversives in our own movement. That's why we're prioritizing the issue against Keith Livingway, is because we've got the nagging suspicion, even though we can't prove it, that he's actually here to subvert the patriotic movement rather than help it. Okay, so he's a troll, and you, you suspect that he's a troll that's been placed in, in midships to sabotage the movement. Oh, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know anything about the person involved. I really, I would have no, I could have no opinion because, as I said, I don't know. And the lineup that, the biblical lineup that, that you uh, have, have presented is all well and good. The only question I would put to you is, Assuming that you're able to develop all of these groups in, in, a, in a very orderly fashion, very neatly stacked in an orderly fashion, how, how, what is your, what is your uh, strategy for, re, for putting them in place and replacing the criminals who are now, who are now, uh, who are now ruling uh, the roost? You think they're just going to walk away? Well, no, no, but um, um, the the entire superstructure of planetary government, including especially in the USA, our national, state, county, precinct, and township levels of government, those are all uh, de facto carbon copies of, of legitimate Bible Torah law methods of this kind of organizing. And they, they, directly or indirectly, they glean all of their legitimacy, color of legitimacy, uh, uh, from those more ancient sources of law. And, and, and so when we start doing it more properly, then each of our people at the grassroots level, especially in our townships and our cities and things, cities could probably be identified with the precinct level of jurisdiction, which is very powerful, um, but at, at those lower levels, individual activists 
can 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 engage in confrontation with their county commissioners and and their city council uh, uh, members and 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 they can give them notice at the grassroots level, starting out in all the localities. Um, uh, the public notice that, that their form of government is, is unconstitutional, it's de facto, it's top-down authoritarian. The people have finally realized what's going on, and we are here to convert the form of government to your organic grassroots common law. And, and you people that are presently de facto officers, you're, you're invited to join with us, but you got to start complying with the rules of the common law instead of uh, uh, social engineering schemes that's treating us all like a bunch of 14th Amendment slaves. We're not going to have that anymore, and changes are coming, and you need to either start respecting people's constitutional rights and be part of legitimate organic constitutional government or else you need to step down and go away and allow somebody else more competent to 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 fill your 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 vacancy of position uh in in governmental authority here at the local level let me give you a let me give you a a a, a parable to lean on if there's no money for these people to take any more from the system, you will not have to ask them to step down. They will leave. Uh, um, I, are you saying none of them will step down? I, I'm 82 years old, sir. I have risked my life many times. I should be, I should have been dead four times over. Um, I would say to you, it, it is almost beyond cred- credibility that anyone could make me believe, and I'm, a, I'm not an argumentative person. I've always been a person that has shared. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not opinionated. If, if you have a better idea, I, I always say, hey, let's do that. I don't have a problem with that. I cannot see. I'm looking for a venue. I, ca- I cannot see that Maxine Waters is going to give up her $174,000 uh, job, her her Capone money, I call it, and her $4.7 million mansion. And I don't know what par- parameters would make that happen other than all of a sudden she goes to her, her paycheck window and the paycheck isn't there, or maybe it's half there. Well, well, um, if if there was an organization of constituents of of um, uh, the various uh, uh, representatives districts, I believe Maxine is a U.S. representative. If 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 we had uh, uh, ten thousand or a hundred thousand people marching in uh, Washington D.C. and uh, with with legitimate replacements for Maxine Waters and other corrupted public servants that didn't uh, respond to our invitation honorably to start honorably uh, 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 governing, um, then then at that point we could um, um, we would have authority by delegation of authority of the constituents from from the particular representative districts of of Maxine Waters and and other representatives um 
uh, to to remove each of those representatives from from the public offices that they hold, the, whatever force is necessary, and and seat the new replacement from each of the jurisdictions into those congressional assembly seats. It's um, it, it's very nice posturing. I, I would love to say that. Uh, it would from my from your mouth to God's ears, and I would say the prayer. And I'm not religious. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, I would like to see some of our, our our erstwhile patriots out of jail. I'd like to see some approaches taken that uh, that would get that will get this. So far, I have not been convinced that anything I've seen has yielded success. And if, and if somebody could please show me, I'll be willing to sit back and listen and say, okay, we have this little city here. We'll, we were able to do what the program said we were going to do. But, I, you know, again, you know, I, I get into a, an aircraft and I turn the ignition on and uh, I yell clear prop and make sure I have gas. I'm a very pragmatic gentleman. I don't deal in ether. I deal in reality. I've lived too long. And uh, I've had nine lives, <laughs> and maybe I won't have a tenth. But um, uh, I never lied to myself because my father taught me never to. Well, so I've always been honest with myself. Well, well, our time in conference here is precious, and and, and we're glad that your uh, eighty plus years of experience is here to contribute to the wisdom of our collective conference. But but we need to produce some order out of the chaos, and and with all due respect, my friend, we haven't got time to indulge any of our participants in um, our, our histories of our life experiences and things. Uh, let me let me leave you be. And uh, I'll, I'll sign off. Well, well you, I, I wish you would attend with us and, and, and do the heavy lifting of helping us arrive at consensus instead of just coming in and telling us stories and then leaving. Uh, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm, I'm just going to. Uh, I'm just going to. I'm not going to be speaking. So you can you can continue with your program. I know you have a program that you that you have. Uh, 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 envisioned and you should be permitted to do so thank you that that's exactly what i was hoping you would say sir i would like a point of information i would like to invite this gentleman to come to the uh beacon 37 what state are you from sir florida okay we have people in florida but we would love to have you come and work with us on Beacon 37 because we do like your energy and it will add energy to Florida. I'll be glad to help. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, um, I, I can send you wonder and I can send you Milt's email address. I've still got that. That might aid in establishing a connection there. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, all right. Um, so, um, um, I, there's been an issue, uh, uh, um, the gleaning from the discussion that has already unfolded. Um, um, Milt's point about Maxine Waters and U.S. representatives and what to do about um, um, uh, replacing corrupted de facto federal officials. I, I dare suggest 
that this this issue relates nicely to the the entire uh, I, I believe uh, uh, focus of Beacon 37 in 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 constructing legitimate de jure constitutional government to displace the corrupted dysfunctional government that Milt was referencing with with the dysfunctionalities of Maxine Waters and other public servants. Um, and I'd particularly like to uh, invite Wondran to um, uh, um, um, share perhaps some, some brief insights as to how she might visualize that the Beacon 37 group is, uh, how far they've made advancements, and, and, and what uh, the Beacon 37 group is, is, is visualizing as the parameters within which uh, a, a de jure form of constitutional government might be organized and how uh, our conference might merge with those energies. Uh, Wonder, Ann, do you have any insights there you could share so that we could work towards joining forces between our conference here and the Beacon 37 group? With the uh, thank you for the giving us the floor, and uh, I invite anybody else from Beacon 37 to add things that I might forget. And what we have accomplished, Jim has a- achieved 10 colonies out of the 13 that are already uh, ready to go for total uh, jurisdiction uh, for our colonies being ratified, their state governments being, corporations being ratified, which was never done at the time of the Revolutionary War. They went immediately into the war. None of the constitutions got ratified. And the all the states that are west of the colonies are called territories because none of those constitutions ever were uh, ratified. They were written but never ratified, and they were turned almost immediately into corporations. Because you have to figure that the colonies were the colonies up to about, I'm going to say, 18, uh, 15, 18, 20, because in 15, the colonies were still re, uh, re- resolving the 13th, the real 13th Amendment of known with a label of nobility may ever hold an office in the government. And that was railroaded out with the Civil War, and it actually before the Civil War, and never became a real point in our, our government, because of that government, before the Civil War actually occurred. So any state is a territory west of the colonies, of those, we have we have fully done, I think, I'm going to say between 6 and 10. We have 10 on the board that just have to finish up their paperwork and, and, and the few other uh, lineups that they have to do. And then that would give us 20 there and 11 of our, pardon me, and 10 of our colonies gives us 30 states, and we have three more that are just beginning to to, to start the process. So we need four more states. 37 is your three quarters. That's why it's Beacon 37. And what we need is uh, some of the states 
that uh, I have my list here. Some of the states that we're needing are uh, Utah, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Wyoming, Maine, Montana, Vermont, Oklahoma, Alaska, Ohio, Hawaii, and actually Vermont and Maine, if you really want to know, were never part of the colonies. They were they were part of the other. Uh, let's see. I think it was New Hampshire was a part of Massachusetts. And I may have this incorrect. And Vermont was in with another state. So they were never separate states. They were part of those original thirteen. So, and Virginia, for instance, was Virginia was turned into West Virginia, Pennsylvania, uh, Kentucky and part of Indiana, and I think even part of Ohio. But those are kind of funny lines right there because they all kind of meet at one place on the uh, the river there. It behooves us, if you know anybody and you want to join us, it is a momentum in process. And that momentum is what we need right now. Yes, we do not have everybody awake. We are never going to have everybody awake, but we will have those that are wanting the change. And as you said, Charles, there are the looky-loos, the tire kickers. Go home. Go watch television. Do anything but be involved with what we're doing because all you are are naysayers. And naysayers are exactly what government pays to go around and do that. So we don't need any of those people. We need you who want us to go move forward, and we do need you to be able to uh, come and join us. Now, if you want to join us or find out about our meetings, our meetings are Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, if you have a pen and pencil, I'll wait for you to, to get that. But we start at 9 o'clock sharp, as sharp as we can be, and we have the colonies meeting, and then when that meeting gets over with, then we have the territories meeting. And it is about where we're going and keep that momentum going so that we get the full 37 very quickly. You may know some of the people in these states we need, and that would be a big help. So then, are you ready with the paper and pencil? The telephone number is for we the territories. If you're west of the colonies, are from um, Sunday and Tuesday. So it's six four one seven one five three six five five. I'll say it again: six four one seven one five three six five five. And that PIN number is 178008. There is no pound. 178008. And so when you come on and it says, say your name, please hold your name until we get through the basic parts of, um, of reading up part of the uh, Declaration of Independence and what we stand for. And this is a very important uh, program that we've been really, really set on fire to get done. I yield. If anybody else wishes to add from the uh, 
Deacon 37, please feel free to follow up. I yield. Thank you, Wonder Ann. Thank you for the opportunity, Charles. Yeah. Um, um, anybody else from Beacon 37 have any comments or additions there? Uh, no, I think uh, Wonder Ann did a wonderful job of the expose of what we're at, where we're at right now. And we just wish uh, you guys would come on and, and let's take a, take action. Okay. Um, um, Point of information, if I may, Charles, because you had asked another question and I forgot to answer, and I apologize. Charles asked, how how do we relate with Charles? We're, we're the, the, the first rung. Um, we're at the top of the ladder trying to get those constitutions. If that's your umbrella, so that people know what they really can do or understand it this time. They never understood it before. And so, and what Charles is doing is getting the People Foundation. And that's where we're very much in tune with each other because one has to go before the other in order to have the strength of the numbers in combination. I yield. Thank you. Thank you, Wonder Ann. Um, um, ah, Double Eagle just um, I came in. Um, uh, Eric, um, uh, glad to have Eric. But to build on um, um, Wonder Ann's uh, um, comments here and, and the focal point of uh, the important focal point of, of two different communities, conferences, trying to come together and pool resources in commonality so that we can each help each other um, in, in moving towards um, a more honorable form of government for the USA. Um, um, they're under um, um, the, the, the concept of, of constituents and electors becomes very important. Um, um, if I might briefly go into a rant here that, that I, I think Wonder Ann is, is, is leading for, I, I think the interface between our two groups at this point is rather clunky. Um, 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 I, I'm not sure if, if Beacon would just, you know, more or less uh, give, give recognition to our group and what we're doing. Well, to my mind, um, um, the Bible is 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 an excellent source for what we're looking for. We don't need to get into heavy Bible thumping, um, um, and, and and insist on anybody joining uh, the Christian religion or anything. But but we do need to look at at fundamental principles of honorable government versus dishonorable government that is generally themed throughout the Bible. And, and one of those is building on the Exodus 18 model of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. That 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 the upper level there, the thousands groups, which is equivalent to every modern county in the USA. Every modern county in the USA should have a thousand qualified electors and a thousand armed men um, um, able to to defend the jurisdiction of each county in the USA. And, of course, that's not going to work in smaller population counties like Loving, Texas, um, 
but uh, which only has 70 people in the whole county, but and there's numerous other counties that have very small populations. So this, this model isn't going to be able to be just plugged and played at the grassroots level all across the USA and all the counties and stuff. There's going to have to be some reengineering, but the general principle can still apply and especially with the counties that are have have more than adequate population to produce a thousand qualified electors, those counties can immediately, with without any redrawing of geographical borders, at least not immediately, um, they can immediately start embracing this program of subdividing. Their county council should be um, the ten precinct captains or justices of the peace from the ten precincts into which every lawful county is 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 required uh uh by common law and bible torah law to be subdivided because it's all based on that Exodus 18 hierarchy with with the thousands at the top being subdivided into the hundreds so so the governing body of the county should only be 10 people of of every county across the USA um, um, and most counties right now are only five, so that that should be real friendly to most of the the county officials de facto, because um, they can. There, there's plenty of room for new blood, desire organic patriots to step in and say, "Hey, we're going to join with you, and we're going to convert this to the county court." model of government where we're self we're self governing under pure common law and we're not dependent upon a franchise privilege from the de facto state for our municipal charter we're 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 vacating that and we're 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 working grassroots bottom up under pure common law here as evidenced by our 10 precinct captains that are elected in their own precinct as justices of the peace judicial officers and and they are accountable within each of their precincts, going on down the hierarchy to the ten town constables in each of their precinct jurisdictions. So it's a real efficient, organic, grassroots process that's coming up to the the county governing body level. And 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 to plug in further. Uh, uh, precious insights from the Bible as to how all of this applies, uh, uh, we, that the higher law jurisdictions are referenced in the Seventh Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. That's a body of 12 people as, 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 as common law jury referenced in that Seventh Amendment. And when we start thinking in terms of 12, on top of that thousand household hierarchy for the county level, then then we start building to the biblical reference of 144,000 because 12 times 12 is 144 and when you take those 144 in, in your central government at either the state levels or or the more particularly the national level then you've got a supreme governing body consisting of 12 that similar to the articles of confederation they're recallable um, and prior to the Seventh Amendment, the senators were recallable. You, you, you could recall your delegate to to the central governing body. See, that's that, that's organic law, right there, staring you in the face. When, when when the individual smaller constituent assemblies 
have the authority to recall their delegate, their spokesperson, from the National Assembly back down to their state-level assembly and say, hey, wait a second, you're not doing things right. We want Joe here to replace you, Bob. You're not doing a good enough job. We want Joe to be going in there. And, and, and we've unanimously decided that, that you need to take a break here for a while. Come on back down to the lower level. You can have your old seat. But we're going to send uh, Joe in there because we think we can, he can represent us a little bit better now. Um, at that point, you've got immediate recall. And, and, and I believe that's how Moses was governing under, under the Jewish-Israelite Torah law um, with the, the 12 princes of Israel. If you look in the biblical book of Numbers, it, it's talking about the 12 princes of Israel. These were the, the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel that were right under Moses, apparently, in, in, in the governmental hierarchy that was being discussed there. And, and further thereunder, um, um, uh, Jesus' disciples, I believe, was following that same basic more, uh, Moses pattern with his 12 princes of Israel. I believe Jesus' 12 disciples were, were placeholders uh, uh, fitting into representatives at that later time, uh, uh, 1,500 years later or so, where uh, Jesus was trying to carry on with the good work of Moses, and um, uh, he was following similar patterns with 12 uh, as, as representatives not only of the 12 tribes of Israel, but but also uh, because of the metaphysics involved, because 12 is a very organic and harmonious number for consensus building in smaller factions of threes and fours. Um, but the point there is um, um, to, to, to draw the larger picture together, uh, interfacing with Beacon, if, if, um, uh, the front page of constitutionalgov.us has a map with the USA divided into 12 what I call super state jurisdictions and therefrom if, if, if we can politically subdivide each of those states in an organic grassroots bottom up manner where people have got the immediate recall then we can uh, form a national assembly of maybe 120 or 144 um, and, and these will be the people from which uh, a, a constant Supreme Court of law is available following due process of law with jury verdicts uh, basically deciding everything by unanimous agreement of, of all of the 12 instead of majority rule like our present Congress and U.S. Supreme Court does. Um, this kind of a model I, I'm briefly sketching an outline of for um, um, how I visualize organic common law-based constitutional government moving in in a friendly manner to provide option for for the presently collapsing de facto government that that, that Beacon is working to, to engineer a paradigm shift over to something else that can catch the dead weight that's going to fall apart when when the de facto government falls apart, the whole ship is sinking, the economy and everything is in collapse, as Milton and others are talking about. Um, so we need to engineer a, a, a system of government with delegates that are responsible to each of the local jurisdictions, like the super states that have been outlined on the map of constitutionalgov.us webpage. And, and from there... We can we can we, we we can provide color of legitimacy to all the military people that the Beacon 37 people are working with. Um, 
um, so that they can claim legitimacy from, from the grassroots bottom-up movement. They can be deputized by, by constitutional sheriffs working with us uh, uh, to follow proper due process of law and common law. Um, uh, the military people can, 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 can gain color of legitimacy for rising up against the, the corrupted de facto government instead of it looking like a military coup, like, like a, a lot of people are, are, are frequently not only talking about, um, but some of us quite quite paranoid about um, uh, d d turning the whole government of the USA over to a, a, a military regime with no organic grassroots uh, constitutional color of legitimacy for them. So I think I've kind of outlined a, a rough outline of how I see um, 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 honorable de jure organic constitutional government being organized for our nation, as, as well as um, um, uh, perhaps some baby steps towards um, um, harmonizing and transitioning from after Beacon 37 uh, has their work done, how, how we might uh, engineer some type of a transition that is painless and, and, and graceful um, at the same time. And at that point, I'd like to uh, step down and ask for comments, especially from Wonder Ann or anybody that feels like commenting there. A point of uh, of addition is the fact that it the harmony is what we need to be achieving. What the yes. gentleman said before about well we don't have to be uh, I my own words uh, cutesy duty we're not going to be cutesy duty we are going to be leaders. Remember they've all been trying to brainwash us that when it happens and it falls apart, the people are going to be in chaos and they won't know what to do. That is why Beacon 37 and what this con uh, constitutional group is doing by being able not to level the playing field, but to have the playing field be a working status that everybody can achieve harmony during the periods of chaos. We are building a, a, we do Robert's Rules of Order for the fact that it is training for us to be able to be calm. I'm going to say calm, cool, and collected. You know, that's the old term we used to use when we were kids. And that is true today. We do need to be calm, cool, and collected because the People rule what's going on, not this uh, as we the definition was given for the de facto. If we let them start anything, then we will be the ones that lose. So it's important we are ready to take over the uh, the reins, and that we understand what the reins are, and we are capable of dealing totally with what's going on because this is our lives and it is the lives of our grandchildren and children that we are working hard to achieve this kind of real transition. Uh, you brought up a point that was very interesting uh, about the, um, the history of all this. 
there's another group in Orphans, one of them, who are studying the actual history of where this all came from. And they're finally getting it. What I And I'm not saying I'm the big know-it-all. No, I learn from others. And it's others that have done the work before me. And I learn from them that this whole horror scene that we're seeing has been mandated and orchestrated for centuries. Centuries. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah, what the battle's been with us at least 2,000 years, probably going back to Moses and farther to Nimrod and everything. Absolutely. And I'm a book reader. When I read many books, I read Clancy. I read other romance stories. I read fiction. I read nonfiction. Every one of the books that I have been picking up have been showing me what they're hiding, or showing me what we need to be looking for. And I got to tell you, it's been a long, 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 long time. As you say, it may have gone back to Moses. And it's a group that has orchestrated everything. What you said about the having them part of the state, the, the people that go to Washington, the center or the representative to go to Washington, they used to be appointed by our state congresses. Yeah. They made certain that got changed for just what's happening today because that is a corporation and they work for the corporation. And as uh, I said uh, earlier today, Lindsey Graham told us exactly, like you had President Bush telling me what needed to be done with buying stuff. Lindsey Graham told his own constituents, I do not work for you. I work for the federal government. They pay my salary. <laughs> yeah, de facto and they, federal government. And, they, and people keep voting him in. I say no, they don't keep voting him in. Crooked um, machines vote him in. And that's that's more honest for all of us to really look at. I yield. Right, right. You, you know, there has been, there's, well, uh, Keith Livingway is a prime example. There's a number of groups that have claimed uh, uh, to be the de jure lawful government of the United States of America that are outside of the normal de facto system that we've got. Um, uh, one of them, a primary example that I'd like to reference is uh, Tim Turner with the so-called Republic Group. Um, they've got an entire network of people. Some of them are close friends, but their scholarship is way behind the curve. They don't know how to actually work towards grassroots, bottom-up organizing to claim the 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 the, the legitimate authority of 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 the electors that elect a true de jure president. If you look in, I believe it's Article um, Two of the U.S. Constitution that governs the election of the president, it, it's not the voters that, that elect the president. It's not the state legislative assembly. It's the electors from within the state 
that that are chosen. It's the whole electoral college thing that all the lefties are screaming and pulling their hair out about because uh, Hillary didn't win when the electors decided to vote for Donald Trump. Um, um, th- that that process of lying relying on electors who are not um, uh, members of the civil government of of the private corporate uh, de facto government is 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 a segue well and it's an admission in the very uh, Roman law based constitution document that their their color of authority for their entire de facto federal state um, um, uh, Federal government is 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 uh, dependent upon a delegation of authority from the electors. That, that wow. that's how the president is elected is through those electors. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 when we focus on that that 435 representatives and 100 senators that are are merged together into the process of electing the president, that. If we have that 535 number of people involved in saying, yeah, I'm willing to assume the vacant office of an elector for for our representative district in our state, um, de jure, as opposed to de facto, well, at that point... Who's going to contest us? We're the ones claiming it. And if we're holding uh, open elections, organic uh, accountability to the smaller jurisdictions under each of those, then whoever's claiming that office has color of legitimacy to act as an elector. And at that point, um, you can the assembly of the electors uh, is the assembly of constituents. The, the the, the the term elector and constituent. If you look those up, I've got web pages on it. I'll try to post the link later. The the word elector and constituent is synonymous. They're 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 interchangeable. They both mean grassroots, bottom up, fully empowered people that carry with them the judicial power. There's no separation of powers there. All all powers inherent in the people. And so when you've got an assembly of the electors that are outlined, I believe, in the second article of the U.S. Constitution, at that point, you would have color of authority to um, um, go ahead and, and, and form an assembly, a community of people that have authority to issue edicts and to command obedience of, of all public servants in the United States of America. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That will make them turn them over in their graves. <laughs> um, if I might build on that a little bit, Wonder Ann, um, um, is is there are there ways that that we could try to get respected scholars like Jim Wright uh, on board in 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 some of these radical ideas that we're floating around here? Well, I don't call them radical. I call them sane ideas because the gentleman <laughs> before said exactly what uh, was necessary. If you do the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result, that's insanity. And that's what we've done for centuries, thinking that. And and the perfect example that's coming up on all of our radar this coming week is the eclipse. That was a uh, witchcraft 
that was all these other things, and it was used against the people so that they never knew really what was going on. And so uh, this is why it's so exciting to have it, and we know what's going on. So <laughs> uh, we have to get that the veil is lifted, and we can do what we can do. And I do want to tell the gentleman that uh, actually there are a lot of people boycotting a lot of the different uh uh, corporations, that's why they are in deep trouble right now. So there is a there is a grassroots action going on. We just don't hear about it either. So uh, let us all keep the faith that it's going it's going to happen faster and faster and faster. And what you're talking about here and how we can do more is also the uh, momentum that we're talking about in Beacon 37, because it is momentum. In, in, since April, the week, first weekend of April to now, we've, uh, Marilyn and her team have gotten almost these 20 people. We had five or six, but to a complete this many and get them really pumping, this has been very, very viable. There's a lot of people that want change and let us bring it to them in the most healthy way they can use it. I yield. Wonder Ann, I, I'd like to um, briefly segue over to Eric John here um, by mentioning that your Sunday evening phone conference is at the same time that another conference uh, is being engineered by Ambassador Eric John um, uh, and his associates with the Texan Journal Society, and and so I was this last Sunday. I was last. I was bouncing around back and forth between both of your conferences oh. as they're scheduled at the same time, um, oh. and I probably didn't do justice to either one of you, but I I, um, uh, I, I at least gleaned some parts of it, and both of the conferences were. Um, uh, uh, very enchanting, and uh, I'll do what I can to <laughs> join with both of you again um, this next Sunday, and I believe you're also on, on Tuesday evenings. Um, Correct. Same time and the same number. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would like to invite Eric John, double eagle, uh, to, to go ahead and say hi and um, um, perhaps comment on some of the discussions so far because Eric has been pivotal in, in our bringing together the Keith Livingway verdict. And um, uh, Eric, are you there? Yes, hello. How are you doing, everybody? Sorry I'm late. I uh, have, have had a very busy day. <laughs> Got to pay the bills, you know. Oh, that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Eric, did um, you have comments or questions yet? Well, um, I'll chime in a little later. How's that? I'll just keep listening for a little bit. Sure, Eric. I'm really glad you joined with us here. Um, um, and and we, we've covered a lot of intense discussion here recently. Um, um, if there's others that would like to at least briefly uh, 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 make comments or ask questions, um, this would be a really good time before I get into another round again or something. Uh, floor's open for at least a moment here.
Hi, this is Phil. How are you? Good. What was your name, sir? Ma'am? Aquila. Aquila. Ah, hi. Um, hi. Yeah. Um, Do you have comments or questions as well? No, no, I just not too long came on the call. I've been on the bit. I was just wondering why was Donald's uh, name muted? Um, um, thank you for referencing that. Um, um, I wanted to I take care of a, a few housekeeping details. Um, um, is Donaldson still with us, or did he drop off? I, I thought he said. He... No, I thought he was still on the call. Let me maybe. Well, well he's in the still. chat window in the background, but it looks like um, uh, he hung up his phone here. Um, um, oh, so I can't unmute down. him if he's no longer on the phone line. Um, uh, I, I think okay. we got past a, a number of critical points, and uh, Brother Donaldson Jeremiah did did take a nice chunk out of the opening uh, uh, commentary in the conference here, and so um, I thought it was good to give uh, a few other people some opportunity to speak. Um, um, and, and now we can bring back in Brother Jeremiah Donaldson. Um, um, okay, yeah, he's uh, on the call back. Pardon me? Yeah. I think he's on the call now, so I'm going to mute out all year. All right. Thank you, Aquila. Jeremiah, are you there? Yes, I am right here, Charles. All right. Did you have comments or questions on how the discussion's developing here? Well, as long as uh, everyone is okay with listening for a few minutes or a minute, at least 60 seconds, I could probably address some of the points that have been brought up. Um, why don't you go ahead and take some liberties there? I'll try to be a tolerant moderator. Well, I'd like to first off start off by saying there were a few interruptions that I noticed going on during uh, a few of the uh, guests talking, right? And I noticed that they weren't being muted. And uh, a couple of other, you know, so I'm just I'm just hoping to to uh, uh, imply that it's possible that a certain amount of bias is being used and that we, 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 we treat each other fairly and, and with, with moderate consideration, Charles, for uh, the fact that I've been putting my true name forward and many people are not doing that, okay? And the fact that I've done that is has earned me the credit necessary to say my piece. And despite the fact that we're not using Robert's, or that we are using Robert's rules of orders at times, others are breaking those rules, and everyone needs to get used to using that. And I'm just one of those people that are transitioning into the use of that, that, that particular rules of order. So I hope to engage the group with more commentary of an intellectual Nature, right? We can actually, we can actually all agree that I have, uh, you know, significant contributions to make, right, Charles? Right. Thank you, sir. Um, with regard to the tithing issue. Um, wait, 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 wait. You, you just raised a really important point, and and uh, and 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 you brought my moderating practices into question there, and, and now you seem to be shifting subjects. I would like an opportunity to respond first before you go on to another subject there, Brother Jeremiah. Sure. I didn't mean to uh, rush off so soon. 
So I I want to hear what you have to say. Well, it's about it's about how to run a a a a judicial forum. Um, um, See, there's there's uh, we've referenced before the phrase judicial calm. It's in the Black's Law Dictionary definition of a fair trial. There has to be an atmosphere of judicial calm. It's on constitutionalgov.us. Uh, um, uh, with reference to the Black's Law Dictionary citations that I've personally quoted there in the left-hand column. But um, um, judicial calm is necessary to maintain so that the, the, the discussion in the conversations in the forum are, are accomplishing useful work product and it doesn't deteriorate into um, um, a shouting match and chaos and confusion, and and um, it, perhaps um, I was allowing a little bit more liberty than than the Roberts Rules of Order prescribe after I muted you, and there under um, 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 perhaps um, 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 uh, you might have some color of justification. In, in your concern that perhaps I'm being biased and prejudiced against you, but I dare suggest that that um, generally looking back at the history of the contributions of us all, that that at least in times past you've been making a lot of progress recently, but in times past you've been one of the worst offenders anywhere um, in terms of rudely interrupting people. And um, even though you're making a lot of good progress here, there are times when you take more than your fair share out of the conversation. And I, and I think the interests of justice, like to insist on making sure everybody has equal opportunity to contribute constructively to the conversation instead of just a few people dominating it. Do you comprehend my point, sir? Charles, I, I totally get it. And, you know... It, I, I'm I'm of a the belief that I can't do this alone. None so of us can do it alone, Jeremiah. That's why in mutually respectful right. manners and not be interrupting each other and talking over each other all the time. Oh, but you just did that to me. Well, I do it because you're interrupting me when I'm making my main points that are more important to your discrepancy. Uh, I would prefer that we let let's do this, Charles. Let's talk after the fact of your call, because I think that other pressing issues uh, are, are more, more um, relevant, and we can definitely yes. deal with this later. Agreed. Agreed. So, Agreed. Uh, uh, first of all, I just want to, if you don't mind, uh, I, I appreciate you address, you know, taking the time to talk to me about it, and we can talk later about it now that I know you're concerned. Um, so, mo- can I move forward to the next uh, subject matter? Yes, but then we're going to have to open it up to discussions with other people. Go ahead, please. Great. Um, It has to do with the boycott. And, you know, one great way of boycotting uh, on an economic front uh, would be to um, start to form the the townships and then do a tithing, tithe in, okay, to... uh, your local community and get a pub, get a notary to qualify your tithing. Okay. Common law notary, of course, 
or someone from the state even, because no one's going to argue that they're not doing it under common law. And by this, I believe that will be sufficient to operate as a boycott against the de facto state revenue generating system and, and, and actually replaces the, the authority of, of the top-down authoritarian police state and puts it back in the hands of the local community. That, to me, seems like the more reasonable approach, uh, especially when, it, when, it, when it's dealing with the lawful authority of the people of these communities that are living and breathing right now and dying, okay, um, at the hands of the de facto. And as well, uh, they have the actual authority to, um, you know, step up and protect themselves, even under the penal code. Uh, you know, um, 692 of the California uh, Penal Code states that anybody can um, uh, come forward to prevent a, um, a public offense, to stop yeah. a public offense, okay? Yeah. And so, so we, we have so many things working in, to our advantage uh, that, that it's important to remember that a proper keyword proper, a proper general assembly, right, uh, um, maintained by a community of tithers is the appropriate um, protest for boycotting commercial activity of a de facto public corporation. Um, so hopefully that got, that, that, that made sense, Charles? Yes, in fact, in fact, there's there's moments, Jeremiah, where where you're you're bringing down divine inspiration from heaven. I, w I want to be clear about that. Okay, um, it, 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 there's just a balancing act going on there, and 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 sometimes I need to provide focus, order out of chaos type of thing going on in my mind. Um, yeah, did you have anything else, or should we try to open it up for comments from others? I yield the mic. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremiah. Um, um, the boycott thing there, uh, uh, that, that that's an economic remedy that plugs into um, um, Research from other people that have joined with us in previous conferences. Hartford Van Dyke has got excellent insights on commercial remedies. We can do our alternative banking system. We can construct it from the ground up. Hartford Van Dyke shows that we do not need to depend on the Federal Reserve banking system or the U.S. Congress or the U.S. Treasury in order to produce an alternative economic system. The entire system of commerce um, that pre-exists um, uh, our American Constitution uh, and is derived from general, what Hartford calls Jewish law. Um, uh, that entire system uh, uh, based uh, uh, can, can produce community banking, but um, um, that's related to the judicial power because, as Hartford says, the judicial power um, um, uh, contains the power to t declare that debts have been paid, and when uh, a judicial officer declares, issues a judgment that a debt has been paid, 
then then that's that's recognizable as generating money. He's issuing money. When when he issues an order saying that this debt has been paid, that day that that judicial order is in effect the equivalent of a stack of Federal Reserve notes to that same amount of whatever the debt was. And they're under um um each judicial officer in each of the 200,000 precincts across our entire USA has the legitimate constitutional authority to it, to 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 create money and, and this this kind of plugs into a, a unique office that very few people hear about it's kind of related to the US Treasury but for some mysterious reason it's separate from the US Treasury this is the office of quote the comptroller of the currency okay see see that that comptroller of the currency uh he he's not worried about gold and silver coin in the vault like the treasurer is supposed to do he's worried about keeping the amount of 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 uh uh currency that is being circulated under the laws of commerce in some proportional balance. He, that, that's, that word comptroller is, is, indicates control, and so he's balancing the, the financial issuance of currency and paper all around the USA. But, but it's inherently a decentralized system, and, and um, um, uh, but it's presently dominated by the bankers that Milt was criticizing so much, and others have criticized appropriately. But but once we get our judicial officers set up in our precincts and our counties, then our judicial officers can be, <laughs> they will have authority to. They are the government for the, those pieces of real estate. They can take over those banking offices and just tell the banking offices how to adjust their accounts to a new type. Of currency that's being managed by the new form of government, the Beacon 37, and the rest of us are 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 working towards bringing about the paradigm shift towards. Are you and and and, and Charles to to complement what you just said because we are going back and forth here. Um, the um, void for void judgments, okay, void orders comes into play when when the justices of the peace actually um, step up properly um, and 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 literally uh, to challenge the de facto uh, determination um, because there are, is a again this common law has been put to statute and a lot a lot of these remedies are being hidden in the form of statutes. Uh, there's been a huge media campaign to convince everybody that statutes are super bad. And they they actually work in, in, in a very mysterious way. They're very magical. And uh, yeah, you could say that, that law is a form of magic. Okay. Um, but when we as people gather around our creator okay and around the tradition that has come before us we literally can uh grab the reins you know what i mean and i don't mean to you know pardon my pun of course 
but it's important to note that, that, that the system is set up around a moral institution. And by saying that, I'm, I'm saying that uh, we have the authority to form these townships and take control uh, of our local communities. And the only reason we're being given flack right now is because there are private interests, right? I, I think everyone's going to agree to this, uh, that, want, that, are, that are pocketing money and profiting straight up off of the people's ignorance. That's it. I mean, that's, that is the bottom line. That is what they're do- that is happening. And the best boycott would be a slow and steady um, um, improvement in our judicial process, as well as the administration of justice. And on that point, I yield. Thank you, Jeremiah. Oh, did he drop? I think he did. Uh oh. It sounds like you wonder might of... have something to go ahead and add. No, no, I, I was listening. I thought very good. But did Charles get back? I'm sure he'll be back on in a minute. Yeah. But the the administration of of of, of justice is not to be left to the de facto public corporations. Everybody. We have to start doing it ourselves. And I know that I've been very slow to actually do anything, but that's because in the past six years, right, everybody knows, what has Donaldson done? Well, I've been waiting. I've been hanging out and studying, and I've been doing the right thing and putting myself in the right place and positioning myself to to make sure that when I do take action, that I am acting with the utmost authority uh, uh, and 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 um, capability, you see, for, to get the job done. And that is, the, the main job is to secure justice for every single local community, not just white or Muslim, okay, but every single thing, every single different community. There's an issue of territorialism that comes into play. And common law jurisdiction uh, has has the same attributes as a de facto territorial jurisdiction. You know, the, the, the doctrine of parents patrie is not so limited to de facto public corporations. You know, it can actually be utilized by us uh, to, to actually come to the aid of our, our communities that have not yet actually woken up, you know, to uh, their true authority, you know. And uh, I think is a good possibility that someone else might want to respond right now. So I'm going to yield the mic. Um, thank you. Charles thank Stewart, you, back on the oh, there he is. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped off quick there. You were carrying on nicely. Um, uh, was there, were you wanting to comment, Wonder Ann, or anybody else? No, just uh, the expletive. Oh, he's back. That's good. Okay. Very good. Um, um, Jeremiah was carrying on nicely there in my vacancy, it sounded like. Thank you, Jeremiah. Um, oh, it's always a pleasure, Charles. Thank you. Um, um, I, I, to to, to, to kind of try to pick up on where my last rant left off, um, the the... the 
there's multitudes of offices in the de jure capacity that are presently vacant. The, I think I referenced Tim Turner as the national president de jure, allegedly, um, 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 uh, in times past before he went to jail. There's another fella um, um, with a Latino name, I forget, that is that presently claiming that same office of de jure president of the United States of America. Um, um, I think they're way behind the curve of, of probably uh, 80% of the people in the phone conference here, um, and I don't think they're competent to claim de jure offices. But they're out there doing it, and 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 they're intellectually inbred. They 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 want us all to jump through a bunch of hoops to be part of their organization before they actually do anything to um um try to uh, uh, press the issue of bringing about more accountable government. Um, um, and there's other groups similarly as Keith Livingway's group that are claiming to be lawful government of the USA, but they're not doing anything. Um, I thirst for organizing people that are willing to do something to to move into the vacuum of de jure organic national government. But they're under, they're under. To paint it with a broad picture, the, the offices of governor and, and, and uh, judicial officers uh, for all of the states are also vacant. Judicial officers at the federal level are all vacant. The Supreme Court of the United States of America is not a Supreme Court of law. They don't follow due process of law. They're majority rule, and they only have nine members. The uh, uh, courts of law require unanimous agreement, uh, not majority rule, and they require 12 members, not nine. So if we've got a supreme de facto court and the supreme de facto government for the USA, and we've got supreme de facto courts and supreme de facto governors for each of our states, and... Um, Similarly, at the county levels and similarly at the city levels, with all of these offices being totally unconstitutional and totally um, 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 non-judicial, they, 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 don't, they have no concern whatsoever for constitutional due process of law. They want to pervert our judicial forums into uh, forums for uh, uh, rubber stamping their corrupted commercial process, uh, not the honorable commercial process that Hartford talks about, but the corrupted commercial process that they're using and twisting through the corrupted judiciary to, to, to feed the corrupted banking system. So see, if we start moving into the vacancies of the offices at the county level and the city level, precinct level, and, and the higher levels at the state and the national governments, then we are in position to shove paperwork in their faces, to give them due warning that if they have any objection to our ratcheting up um, uh, things like our peace officers with their authority to issue arrest warrants and 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 the constitutionally recognized concept of posse comitatus where we've got the right to organize our peace officers in a quasi-military fashion to keep the peace to keep the peace with whatever force is necessary when we start talking about these um, um, stress-related issues that a lot of good patriots freak out over. I don't mean to stress anybody, but 
we need to be talking about enforcement. That's why we're floundering in, in the, the, the Colorado 7 or something got railroaded off into jail. They have no enforcement, and they weren't solid in common law. A, a lot of good people um, making good efforts, Erwin Schiff and others that have gone to jail and died in jail, basically, Leroy Schweitzer, on and on, Gordon Call. Um, um, we need to be talking about right. um, um, our executive officers keeping the peace within our own common law jurisdictions, so that so that so that when push comes to shove, because it's clear that it's on the agenda that there's a new world order totalitarian police state being engineered for us. If we don't stand up and say no. We're drawing a line in the sand. You will not proceed against us farther than this, and if you do, our peace officers will react against you. And and we need to do something like that, or else they're going to reduce us all to 14th Amendment right. slaves, and, and, and it's going to go downhill from there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if so I, might. I, I ranted a little bit there. I yield um, uh, other comments and questions. Welcome. The if I might, the, the posse comitatus that you mentioned a minute ago. Today I read an article that talked about the Patriot Movement. Uh, it's from 2016. It did mention Leroy Schweitzer, but it also mentioned a group called Posse Comitatus. Now, I believe this is purpose, purposely done by whoever the author is, who the, you know, by the author, uh, to mislead the lawyers, okay? And they're going to be using these types of articles as persuasive authority, you see what I mean, in their court cases. So we need to be very, very aware of the, the, the case law that uh, is being relied upon to, you know, by, by certain lawyers that make a claim, right, that we're associated with a group, a patriot group, which is known as Posse comitatus. That does not exist in law. There is no group called Posse comitatus that I know of that is a patriot group. But there is an, an actual principle. I think, can I get some consensus on that? There's a principle of, and, and actually a form of applying lawful government known as Posse comitatus. Right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, please, Charles. Um, I'd word it differently, but I believe the essence of your words is accurate. So, so, so Posse Comitatus is not a separate um, uh, faction of a patriot movement or anything, but it's actually based and founded in lawful government. Is that correct? That sounds correct. I, I would draw a quick parallel to what Tim Turner and the others of their Republic group is is doing. Uh, like like uh, uh, the word Republic, posse comitatus is just a word that references a, a particular method of organizing government. Um, 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 rather than a faction, like the Tim Turner group has turned into a faction, and frequently there are people that, that in times past have called themselves posse comitatus, um, um, but they've usually been lacking in comprehension of what posse comitatus is 
really all about under common law, and 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 so they've also frequently turned into a faction, a, a group of followers behind one charismatic leader, uh, frequently, and 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 that's not the essence of what posse comitatus or republic is all about, um, as I think is your main point there, Jeremiah. Right, that's it, and also to be aware that um, there is purposeful misleading of lawyers going on, lying to the lawyers, okay, to, to, to literally uh, gain um, favor, all right? And, and what it does is when these, when, when, uh, when, when scholarly ones who are respected in the legal, the de facto legal world, all right, actually write these articles, judges and, and, and de facto um, agents right, uh, representatives, administrators, whatever we want to call them, actually rely on these secondary sources for their um, disposition in, the, in each case. It's called judicial deference. And they, they literally use their own discretion based on the persuasive authority that, that is brought forward, okay, by the prosecution, okay. And the other thing I want to quickly mention, it's kind of a, is, is venue and and um, that um, waving waving can take place you can waive the venue so easily if you don't object to the actual venue non objection is actually a waiver of venue so just remember that because I yield on that point kind of flip the script there at the end but uh uh, the reason it, for that was was because um, this is exactly, I think, how a lot of people are actually uh, getting caught up is failing to waive venue, you know, um, and and once they bring up the argument of common law, um, it and venue, then it's kind of it's got to be in the you know on the record, and and once you do that, it's hard to be, rebut, you know, and a lot of judges don't actually know what to do with that. You know, they, uh, they'll stop pursuing it. You'll see, right? Am I right about that, Wonderin? Well, I've, I've not been in the court lately. However, most of the judges want to hang you before you even get your mouth open. So uh, because they'll get revenue. And this is all they're there for, is revenue. So whatever way they do it, it's always going to be hooked. Uh, to me, they do kangaroo court. And I, I see nothing that we gain from going to court. And that's why we advise people not to go to court so that they are able to stand on their own credibility as a flesh and blood man. And if they are taking on the corporation entity, it has to stay on that venue. There's a lot of stuff people have to learn before they're really well-versed in what is going on and how they can handle this. It's it's a tricky deal. And I'm glad more people are willing to learn it than not learn it. So uh, I yield on that. Thank you. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that that's going to bring a close to my comments for now, Charles. And uh, I know other people are interested. So let's, let's go ahead and proceed. Sure. Um, if, if I might 
briefly uh, build and, and segue at the same time. Um, a, a, a lot of the arguments about venue, um, no doubt an excellent focal point. Um, um, but what we're doing with the Keith Livingway verdict and the other verdicts that we need to bring forth in support of Samuel um, and and Andrew uh, in his townships there in Michigan and, and other people. There's a multitude of cases that we can start doing jury verdicts on. When When our courts start following the pattern that we're establishing here in in assembling 12 people to arrive at consensus to issue common law jury verdicts at that point the the scenario that Wonder Ann painted where where people are, are rightfully just staying out of their courts but but that there there's dangers there because frequently if you fail to appear they issue a warrant of arrest and that puts you in even deeper trouble. Um, but if you throw a common law jury verdict into the court records, into that case, saying this controversy has already been adjudicated um, by a Seventh Amendment recognizable Supreme Court of Law, um, and thereunder, you have no further jurisdiction with regard to the matter. And 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 and, and at that point, it's it, it, we're. We're, we're optimizing our defensive position. We're, we're not issuing any arrest warrants against them or anything and, and taking any kind of offensive posture. But we are um, um, creating maximum efficiency for our defensive position by, by declaring that, that this is no longer a legitimate case before the de facto court. This case has already been adjudicated by constitutionally recognizable due process of law. Y'all need to dismiss this proceeding um, because justice has already been achieved in this case. Thank you. That. And see that that that's the judicial power that that our, our our common law judicial officers are able to bring to each of our local communities. It's it's no special um, uh, thing that myself or anybody else can monopolize. It's a process and it's open source. Anybody can copy and paste it and and run with it and tweak it to their own personal preferences. Um, uh, um, 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 serious Christians can adopt their own uh, strategy, and, and secular humanist leftists, perhaps even homosexuals, can can adopt their own version of it. We don't care as long as you follow due process of law, and you get twelve people of good reputation in the community to agree that justice has been administered in this case then that verdict should stand. It's a hundred times better, no matter what type of um, ideological belief system they subscribe to, it's a hundred times better than anything that the de facto courts do with just their their singular judges administering it at the whim of the seat of their pants. Good job. Thank you. Um, and, 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 <laughs> um, um, I, I, I'm so emotionally entangled with this that I, I, when I do my little rants, 
I become emotionally drained, kind of like a flat tire. And that's why I really like having people like Jeremiah around that can pick up and run and, and other good people. There's other good people that are less um, um, uh, energized than Jeremiah. Um, the, the, uh, um, the Bible says that wisdom consists of a multitude of counselors. And, and, and I like to consider myself at least a modest adherent to the philosophy of being a wise man. And um, they're under. I need y'all. I need everybody on this conference to continue coming to the conferences, even though you might not see a whole lot of progress being made about the particular issues that you think is of priority. But, but I'm indebted to everybody that's in attendance on this call because you're here and you're recognizing that that my modest leadership capabilities have some merit of redeeming virtue because I'm bringing other good people around here that 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 tolerate my eccentric behavior and 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 agree to work with me in things like the Keith Livingway verdict and the other uh, uh processes that we're talking about bringing forward here Yes. Um, so I, I think your to... your statements are credible and uh, and verifiable. You've provided a lot of information. I don't know if everybody knows or not, but it wasn't until it wasn't until I actually had a few years of study under my belt that that the 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 concepts that Charles had been referring to right popped out and, and started really really catching my attention, okay? That's why you've seen, this, you've seen this sudden move on my part to join Charles in his efforts to bring about these rural societies um, because I've seen it. I've had a, basically, you could say I've had a vision, okay? Uh, and that vision is that uh, um, of, of bringing justice to the local community through a constitutional form of government. Which, which is, is it's lawful, okay? Not only re protected and respected by international law, as evidenced by the Beacon Thirty Seven Group and their work, their great work, um, but also um, as evidenced by uh, the history books. As much of it that you know, as much of it has actually been altered, we can still see remnants of. A, a de jure effort on the part of the people um, to actually establish a government by and for and of the people, which was, you know, one of Abraham Lincoln's famous sayings. And despite his his uh, his being used by by the Illuminati, from my perspective, I guess I I think the Abraham Lincoln was compromised at some point, but. Um, I still think he did he did actually do some good by putting out specific words that we could catch on to that that would allude us to 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 remedy in 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 the way that we have been doing on these calls you know and then then slowly we're going to actually work our way towards actually organizing in our communities and that's the only uh direction uh, uh tempo I think we should be moving in is a slow one because when you look at what's happening, everybody's going to prison. Everybody for making their their demonizing 
so-called patriot groups, right? They're demonizing common law, which is an obvious feature of, of the legal system. So for, 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 scho- for scholarly articles to be demonizing common law, right, and, 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 and labeling it as, a, as some sort of patriot movement is completely misleading. So we know what we're up against, right? And that's why I think we have the upper hand is because there's something within each one of us on these calls that comes from the divine essence. It's an awareness of the truth, and I've got it, and I know Wonder Ann has it, and I know Charles has it, <laughs> and so I li- that makes three of us. David sounds like he has it too, but everyone else has that divine spark. It's a matter of tapping in and turning it on and staying tuned in. So on that point, I will, uh, I'll back off the mic here, Charles. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremiah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd stress the point of, of harmony and consensus because those of us that do have that, what you refer to there as the divine spark, um, um, if, if the spark that um, um, is inspiring us truly is divine, then, then there's only one divin- divine source, and, and that divine source should, should be communicating to us all so that we're marching to the same tune, the same divine tune, and, and thereunder we're seeking consensus and we're establishing harmony at each step of the way. This is the essence of the common law jury trial process in the, the insistence upon a unanimous verdict. Everybody has to agree and, and, and be harmonious with, 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 with um, what in older times was the belief that this is God's will that we're doing with this jury verdict. This is, this is divinely blessed. We either need to, to, to punish this particular criminal for the crimes that he's done in breaching the peace, or else we need to declare this person innocent and not guilty because um, um, we do not have proof beyond a reasonable doubt before our court that he actually did the crime. Um, and, and that's the dividing line is, is that reasonable doubt thing. Um, um, and, and, and it's very rare that you get close to that dividing line. It's either, it's almost always clearly there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt or else it's all. It's quite clear that there's there's nothing even close to reasonable proof here, and 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 so it's almost always easy to achieve that consensus if you just insist upon um, um, following the process that's already been established for deciding whether or not a breach of the peace has actually occurred in the community. And there I'd stress mm-hmm. consensus and harmony. That, yes. Because there's peace in God's kingdom, and you can only have peace when there's consensus and harmony. When it's majority rule, the minority is going to be upset about the current majority in power. What, what's cool about what you mentioned is the majority rule. I believe there's a huge um, misunderstanding uh, pro- propagated by the legal system, or uh, de facto, of course, that that makes everybody think right that. Uh, majority rule, right, is actually something where uh, a bunch of people come together to determine what is best for everybody. Well, uh, in common law, majority would be the head of the household's decision 
regarding any one particular issue because the entire household has come together uh, to elect, right, uh, that head of household as the representative. And so he represents the true majority. And, and majority rule is a very localized, centralized in the local community uh, concern. Okay, and, and we need to, cert- to, to, to uh, uh, establish um, a precedent whereby we, we acknowledge the, the, the confusion surrounding that phrase. Thank you. Oh, I'm not too sure. Go ahead. Yes. What, uh, what both of you are bringing up is what is it you're really talking about. Most people do not understand the words that are said. They have misunderstood totally of most things they've learned. And with that misunderstanding is why, and it's purposeful in the sense of if they understood the words, then they would really come after us. And yes, that's a truth. Because uh, just like David Wynn Miller teach taught us all, it is the fact what the written word is is stronger than what the verbal word is. Just for the way so many of the words sound alike. I'll wait for you. What's your wait? Same word, isn't it? No. It's a different spelling, a different meaning. And and this is what you both are talking about to me, is that it is the nomenclature, it is our speaking, it is our reference point that we do have to really, really know what word that person is stating is the word they're stating. I yield. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wonder Ann. Um, can I make a comment? Eric, please, yes. Uh, following up on uh, thanks, Wonder Ann, for that distinction about the wording, because I'd like to make some distinctions about the form of law, which is words also, written words. And yeah. Um, make the, point out the fact that um, <clears throat> uh, the the tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands in Exodus 18 and Deuteronomy 1 were for the administration of Yahuwah's law. So that was the written word uh, mostly embodied in the Ten Commandments, the Ten Mandates. When I say Yahuwah, that's uh, how I pronounce Yodi Vahwe, uh, which is the Shem of God, not the name, because a name is a is a thing, and the Shem is manifesting the presence of. So, uh, Yahu, the 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 leadership of the Israelites were for administration of Yahuwah's law, and. Um, Common law is unwritten law. That's the long-standing law, or let's see, 
long-established uh, custom and usage of maxims of maxims of law and largely unwritten law, but the uh, an example of common law is like the golden rule: do do unto others as what you would like, you know, to be done to you. And another one is uh, honor your contracts. And another one is uh, do no harm to anyone. Um, so, from that context, uh, if you're operating in in common law, there's no written law that you're working from, and that's to, that's uh, in comparison with um, governmental law, and then uh, this abomination called de facto. Uh, and governmental law has to be written. It's uh, in here here in this country the. Uh, it's epitomized in the Constitution, but um, that's a written form of law for uh, administration, governmental administration, and uh, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, to uh, to say that. Um, <laughs> You're going to operate uh, common law government and common law uh, hierarchy of government uh, doesn't work because common law is unwritten, and you have to have some form of written law in order to base your organization and structure on. Okay. Do you mind, Eric? If I a point of information on the on the topic, this is Jeremiah. Common. I read that in a, in a book called Writing and Analysis in the Law. Right, that common law is not the precedent that comes out of rulings based on statutes or constitutional provisions, but instead, common law is based on the rules of courts. Okay, um, so what that would imply is that, yeah, it would be an unwritten law, but for the sake of ease and for precedence, there was there's nothing wrong with us writing down, you know, what has worked for us as a community in the past. You know, once we do the Keith Living Way verdict, we know we know what works, so we can stick to those basic principles, right? We can stick to what has worked for us. And, 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 and yeah, it, it's subject to change, so it's unwritten. But that doesn't mean we need to rule out uh, writing altogether. Okay, boss? Okay, so that's a Thank good you. point. So, yeah. so there needs to be some time. Uh, there need, there, it'll take some time to develop all this structure of uh, new form of law or written law to operate under. And uh, as I... As, <laughs> As, uh, as I've been repeating the point I've been making uh, every time I've come on, um, people can achieve their remedy right now uh, through trial by jury through the drill societies without having to wait to develop any other law for structured government because uh, the remedy the remedy is working right now.
Can you expand on that, Eric? Yeah. yeah. Er, Eric. Uh, the the Text and Journal Society has uh, uh, been, you know, there's a there's a forum there when when needed when co-tenants of the sovereignty, which uh, means people acting as their own uh, court, uh, each as a sovereign. That's what was given to us in the Treaty of Paris Peace Treaty, 1783. Mm -hmm. uh, Each one can be a sovereign. We're sovereigns without subjects. Therefore, we need no uh, hierarchical government to self-govern and manage our affairs. And and, uh, operating... um, Well, each each handling his own affairs uh, gives him the uh, ability to call for a trial by jury when when he needs twelve peers to um, decide on a matter that are, or 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 verify uh, his claim or make a judgment based on a claim of uh, uh, contempt of court or trespass or any other violation after a uh, administrative process has already been done. And so that's available right now. That's all I'm saying is that everything that's being said here is good, but there's remedy that's available right now if people will just, you know, participate and uh, help help out their brothers. And that's all I have to say. Where do we go? Eric, where... where... Do, is there a web page or someplace where we people can go to sign up for all that? Uh, they can go to uh, um, a web page that that is uh, republickeepers.org. Um, let me get it here. It's um, yeah, republickeepers.org and it, and I think that points to republickeepers.squarespace.com. Squarespace is a web hosting site. Um, and uh, if you would like to, anyone who would like to um, sign up, not sign up, but uh, provide provide their contact information to be uh, available when a uh, jury panel is requested, and, and it's not an obligation. I mean, it's, it's let's see, it's not you're not guaranteed to be guaranteed to be on a jury. It's to be in a jury pool to be selected at random, so that it's uh, not only is it uh, a jury of co-tenant peers, but it's a random selection. <clears throat> and um, I've got to get that. Uh, Email address again. It's Karen Sontag. It's K S O N T A G. And let me get it just a second here. I posted the web link in the chat window there, Eric. K S O N T A G is the number eight. So K Sontag eight at gmail dot com. And uh, she's. She uh, helps with the Taxi and Journal Society, and she's uh, the uh, kind of the host or the yeah host in the Taxi and Journal Society's uh, Tuesday night calls. And she's also 
collecting names of people from all of the states uh, that want to uh, augment the jury pool in Texas so that anybody nationally can have a remedy through trial by jury uh, well. by, by the rule of necessity that uh, anyone anywhere can help out his brother. Mm-hmm. Point of information, uh, the, 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 the federal question jurisdiction of the de facto legal world or realm um, is, is something that we need to consider because in common law, um, you know, if we, if we don't raise an issue of national concern, I'm talking um, about the, the United, lowercase u, states of, of, of the Americas, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, it's important to remember that uh, when we do our um, – we come together, like you're saying, which is absolutely genius – Right, and like the Texan Journal Society is looking for people to get involved nationally, uh, but to me- remember that we have to uh, base our involvement on in, uh, uh, issues of a national concern. That way, Mark. we have standing. Standing, of Mark. course, because there, there's an issue of st- there is an issue of standing because the issues ha- that are litigated have to be far-reaching. In other words, they have to be reaching every single free man No, they don't. The you like them to be, but they don't have to be. I mean, okay. they're, they're anybody's remedy. There were, a couple of weeks ago, there was a lady mm-hmm. from um, uh, Florida or Pennsylvania or something that was uh, being taxed by her local city, right. you know? I mean, that's not a national... Well, hear, hear me out. But she could have remedy then... for a trial by jury. Hear me out, and then I think I, I, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, I think the bottom line is the federal question jurisdiction. It doesn't have to be federal, though, right? Because we're not relying on statutes necessarily. However, um, if, unless we pose questions of a national concern um, there at the local level, it's going to be a little bit difficult to convince any uh, lawful justice of the peace that we have authority to uh, come in and, uh, you know, and help out with our, you know, just by being a party to the action or by being a juror or whatever the heck it is we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No. A trial by jury is the only trial. Uh, 12 peers is the only forum where anything can be taken, uh, life, liberty, or property. And, uh, judges know that, and uh, Supreme Court judges know that, and everybody in the legal system knows that, and uh, they are high high up in the legal system anyway. And when somebody uh, finds out that a trial by a trial by jury of twelve jurors has uh, uh, ver- validated the record of uh, process of a co-tenant who has made a claim against <clears throat> uh, a <clears throat> de facto public administrator of trespass and contempt of court because he has not stopped uh, to correct his process as requested uh, after uh, a co-tenant has received <clears throat> something from the de facto and, re- and replied back in a statutory in a non-statutory 
abatement to uh you know have have the uh uh recipient's identification corrected uh and resubmit and then he gets the same billing or claim or tax bill or lien or anything uh again and and it's made as uh uh claim of trespass or contempt of court that uh, his um, default uh, default judgment uh, um, uh, let's see the the word is uh, he says nothing um, nihil dissid default judgment nihil dissid when, when you issue a non-statutory abatement and say correct your process and you have 30 days to do so and after 30 days uh, nothing is heard then you issue default judgment and he'll diss it and then if anything comes back I mean, then it's decided it's done then if anything comes back again then it's a trespass and if and if you remind them that it's uh, uh, it's it's over because they didn't correct it in time uh, and the default was issued, then it's a contempt of court. And then when that, when that the record of that, the paper record of that goes to a trial by jury, and the jury finds against that actor in the public in the public administrative process that he's uh, received a uh, finding by a trial by jury of contempt of court. Uh, he knows he's in serious trouble because that's a felony. He can lose his job and never be bondable and never be in a public office again. And they know mm-hmm. that. That's the, okay, so that's, so, that's so, so what's the is. job of the sheriff? But what you're let's, before we shift to that, let me just say that what you're saying is great, and it sounds really good. Um, but I think I would have probably said it a different way, just like to put it in the words of Charles, um, and and that I think the issue deserves more uh, um, looking at, so like we can definitely uh, explore this topic. Uh, further, I think it's a great point to bring up, sir. I appreciate your time on the call tonight. Okay, Eric, thank you. Um, I'd, I'd like to jump in real quick too, and it, in in junctures like this, and we don't have to do this all the time, um, but um, um, basically, in 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 what just ensued, I'd like to. I'm not criticizing anybody, but um, um, Eric's got the floor here, and if Eric is is open to um, um, uh, Jeremiah Donaldson coming in and 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 sharing constructive criticism and 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 working towards consensus. That's great. But if if Eric thinks that that Jeremiah Donaldson or anybody else is 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 distracting from the the, the main point that that the person who has the floor is making. Um, then, then they can reclaim the floor, and if necessary, I'll mute uh, uh, whoever's interrupting, so that so that the person that has the floor can complete their thought um, without interruption. And I'm not picking on Jeremiah there. I'm just saying general rules of procedure here. That's the way I'm I'm going to be doing things, and I want to know. I, I want to notify Eric that that um, if and when he feels that um, uh, he's not being allowed to make his main point because others are interrupting him. Uh, all he needs to do is say something, uh, and and I'll, uh, if other people don't back off, um, um, I'll, I'll mute him. Um, so, Eric, uh, did did you get to make your your full point there, or uh, um, were that was that incompleted? 
it was virtually made, but thank you, thank you for letting me catch my breath for a minute, because I, I'd just like to recap by saying that this remedy that I've just described is, av- is available now to everybody, and it's in operation in Texas. In fact, there's a couple trials in process that are pending, waiting for enough jurors to make a decision. And that and that's a way that everybody can manage their affairs and get remedy at at the local, small level, at the large level, whatever. They've had a uh, IRS uh, case of of uh, you know claim of I don't know it was a million dollars or something like that uh, dismissed because because the trial by jury record was correct and complete, and the and the district court judge. Uh, didn't allow the IRS to reopen it or proceed any further. He just completely shut him down uh, because it was, uh, it was decided by a trial by jury. So that's how effective it is, and it's and it's the people managing their affairs. So that's available right now, and I'm not saying that it's uh, uh, <clears throat> that you shouldn't that you shouldn't think in a larger uh, context of. You know, three things township states, but but uh, I'm 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 urging people to uh, take advantage of what they can do right now, and those other things will come. And there, and that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for allowing me. Thank Someone you, asked about the sheriff. I can answer that. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, in my from from what I've read and learned, the sheriff wears two hats, and the sheriff is the highest de jure and de facto officer in the county. And that's why the sheriff holds the bodies. The sheriff does the arresting and booking. The, the fire department is at the county level because the fire department is the physical custodian for the sheriff, and that the coroner... Uh, is the only one that can fire a sheriff because the coroner, coroner uh, is the one in charge of the bodies in the county, and therefore, the sheriff is the one to notify of any findings of a trial by jury because he is the highest law enforcement officer and custodian of property and life in his county. That's all. True. Uh, I concur. That's a great point, right? That's pretty awesome. Um, wow. I don't know if I can uh, ask. Is it, is, can I ask a question or no? It, 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 can you identify yourself? Yeah, you can ask a question. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to like not offend anybody or anything like that or interrupt. Hey, Jeremy, right? You're Jeremy, right? Yeah, Jeremy. Ah, okay. Yeah, Jeremy. Uh, try to keep on point here. Um, and not take us too far off subject. Go ahead. Now, what I was saying about the sheriff is that the okay. What well, my understanding is, the sheriff can even <laughs> the sheriff's the highest law in the land because it's the only elected official in your community government. Even the sheriff can even tell the president or the FBI or CIA, "You can't come in my town." Because the people say that if the people, that he represents the people. So, my my, my clash is my clash. Codes and statutes versus common law. Okay, 
Now the sheriff, he 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 has he has a hat of many colors. You know, he he sees Kamala, he sees statutes, he sees codes. Now there's a judge. What we do, I, I don't really. Yeah, my dog's a good judge of his food. I give him. But then there's a magistrate. Magistrates serve the people. They 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 fill the wine glasses at a party. Okay, so you go to a court. If you don't know what a court is, where two sovereigns like are meeting. Hey, that sovereign did me wrong. Here's where they did me wrong, sheriff. And and they, I gave them a notice. They didn't come to court. You so the you give the sheriff a hey, he dishonored my notice, my presentment. Um, go get him. So he goes arrest him and bring him to court. And then then and then that's where the whole court thing. Two sovereigns come there, the king, right? And there's another king, which is like you're saying that king did you wrong. But then there's the magistrate, and there's the sheriff. The sheriff, he he's the equalizer kind of thing, kind of thing, right? And it's okay. The contract is the law in the court. It supersedes statutes or whatever. All their statutes are contracts anyway. Because they're like, sign right here, sign the ticket right here, sign your name right here, right? But the contract controls the parties. The sheriff, he's the the one that brings the dishonorable person to court, and he he's the one that that, that uh, executes the judgment on the dishonorable person. It's all about honor, dishonor. Because if you think about it, it's money. Jeremy, go ahead. Um, um, it seems to me that that you're taking us a bit off point from where Eric and Jeremiah and Wonder Ann and I were generally heading with the conversation? I was just trying to explain the, the, the purpose of the parties, the sheriff, the judge, the magistrate. We, we already got a fairly clear idea of the purpose of the parties, the sheriff, and everything, I think. Charles. So, so, why, so why are we talking about codes and statutes? And then common law. Well, it's broader context, but we weren't expecting to get distracted off of our main focal point here, Jeremiah. Or what, what Jeremy? Jeremy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what's, the main, what's the main focal point? What's the question? Let, 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 let me address Charles, if you don't mind. May a point of interest here? Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, knows. He knows. Jeremy in he, line a little bit, Jeremiah. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm, this, I'm what the call is I'm, about. I, I, I try to be humble and listening. Jeremy, you are a humble man. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> uh, let's let's do this. Um, you know what the call is about. We all do. But the the issue that you brought up about the sheriff and its, his authority is kind of a good one, because one area that people overlook is how the de facto municipal public corporations actually incorporate the office of the sheriff into their charters, which actually serves to put the sheriff under, under statutory or, or de facto rule as opposed to under the common law. 
So sure, the office of sheriff sheriff is the de jure office, and the sheriff has authority over the county, the highest authority, right? But under a de facto uh, regime, you are now dealing with a change of authority, a change of hands, whereby the mayor is actually the top cop in the city. Okay, now that that's that's important because the the sheriff loses their wand of justice. Okay, uh, at, at at the hands of the uh, legislature. So in order to avoid that. Um, it, it's a mat- what we have to do is confront right uh, the the de facto corporation, right, municipal corporation, uh, by forming the Dural societies and then addressing the issue of lawful government with the sheriff, right, and then also uh, talking to the sheriff about coming over to the common law side. And, and offering incentives and things of that nature once we're fully established, you know, because I, I, I think you're making a good point. It needs to be talked about, and the sheriff has lost authority because of this de facto uh, setup. And on mm-hmm. that point, I think I yield. Uh, would, you, would you like to respond to that or anyone? I would. This is Mel. I've been listening. I, I think you correct. I think you correct. I would, uh, uh, from practical experience, watching the movement here in this county in Brevard, uh, from Sheriff Parker to Sheriff Ivy, uh, I'll I'll quote a comment for you and then let you be the judge of it. There was uh, a, some sort of a disagreement uh, between the sheriff, Sheriff Parker, uh, and the feds. It was over some narcotic situation and. Uh, Parker became, the sheriff Parker became very enraged and gave the press a commentary. And he said, quote, I do anything I want in this county. I run this county. He says, and if if I decide that I don't want to cooperate with the feds, I will keep them out. And I I run this county. He was very irritated and very aggravated. So they sometimes can uh, can go in, in their own direction. But for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, corporate America has, uh, and the, the government, the, the the corporate government, has uh, has corrupted them. So I, I I have to agree with you. And see, and until until thank you, sir, and, and and until we actually step up in our local communities, and I'm kind of waiting for a group of people to do this with. Okay, uh, we're not going to be able to influence the the sheriffs to actually do the right thing, to do what is right under common law, you know? And it, the idea is to, to recognize the fact that as we form our townships, that we're acting in the capacity of government officials, judicial officers. And, and it's very important to note that. You see what I'm saying? Uh, because the, 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 that's the only way that the sheriff would actually be able to recognize, yeah, uh, what we're doing. See, because it's all backed up by, it's all backed up by, um, by precedent. Okay. Well, talking about precedent, and Eric, the gentleman Eric before was very uh, eloquent 
in his uh, speaking of common common law, which, by the way, comes really from English law, and it's based uh, on law that's not statute, but comes from uh, from various findings of very of, of very course. So it, it's a it's a mixed bag. I just wanted to let everyone know that I listened intently to to, to all of you tonight, and um, I, I I certainly if there's anything I can help any way I can help here in, in, at where I'm at, um, uh, I'll be glad to pitch in. My time is somewhat limited at times, but uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an active person and well-known in the, in, the, in the community. And uh, it is a community that needs help very, very badly because we lost the patriot movement that we had here in, in Brevard. I will state that openly. Uh, uh, to, to to all of you folks, and uh, so you know, if if there's someone in Florida that is doing organizing and wishes to call them up upon me to help, I certainly will help. I I am not adverse to what you are doing, not at all. I just wanted you all to understand that, and so I remain here to do whatever I can do it in as limited a fashion as I can. Again, I have a somewhat of a background in law as I wrote my own briefs successfully. Uh, I don't understand a lot of the new p protocol and procedures. Um, I'm having great difficulty in understanding how uh, it, it can get us to where we want to go. And I think that's my main um, point of, of scope, of, of vision, to try to, uh, to understand it. If I understand something generally, uh, I can work with it. If I don't understand it, uh, I, I, I found her and have difficulty. Again, Thank if it, look, city and county of, I'm sorry, Charles, uh, did you, were you trying to intercede? Wanted to thank Bill for his comments. Um, I, I would like to explore further with Eric, but if you've got comments there, Jeremiah, go ahead and try to I'd make them quick. Briefly, yeah, briefly here. Uh, uh, San Francisco, right, has a county court. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's not – now, that, what's interesting is the there is no actual county representatives because <laughs> – the city and county has actually taken over the duties of the judicial officers in the county. Hmm. And you know how I know that? Because they have two seals, plus they have a charter, all right? And the charter is for the city and county. It's one of few in the country that actually is both combination city and county in one municipal corporation, hmm. right? It's actually a play on words and a trick. They're hijacking all of the now this is I think that, that this was the goal was to 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 try to bring this style of governance all across the the country to different cities whereby the county loses its authority and the sheriff no longer has that authority to kick out the federal government because they're based they're now uh, under contract with the local de facto. That's why it's a crucial time for us right now. Are you? Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, I can't help but think that there's a lot of potential 
in what Eric was outlining here. Um, um, Eric was talking about using administrative process, which other respected scholars is also, are also talking about. Um, but it seems like Eric had a, a more um, um, precisely focused um, um, strategy for bringing forth common law jury trial process at the same time uh, as the administrative process is being used. Um, Eric, if it's possible, could you um, uh, perhaps elaborate a bit on on how your administrative process is 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 working to supplement the common law jury trial process, sir? Eric. Well, I think he had to go, Charles, but um, I can I can fill in for him. Well. Um, if you've got comments on that issue, that would be good. Yeah. From from its from its inception, the United States of America has relied on on the administration of justice. So it's not it's not a far reach to 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 see how administrative law is and and it has its core purpose um, in um, which is to support the common law. Okay, of each community, and so the idea that um, the 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 ADA, the APA, excuse me, Administrative Procedures Act, right? That's actually a limiting statute on the on the government, and it actually puts them in a position of of um, transparency for. Um, for common law purposes, you see what I'm saying? That's why it's a crucial thing for everyone to actually get into the administrative functions of their 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 office. That way, they understand that public notice and um, um, due process of law uh, requires actually notifying people in writing, not just not just orally, but videos would work as well. At videos can actually serve the purpose of administrative, um, you know, paperwork and things like that, getting notice out. Um, but with regard to adherence to strict rules of administration, I think the common law supersedes a lot of what has been presented to us as the supposed law for administering legal affairs. Interesting. I believe it might have started out that way in the very beginning with the common laws and then start slowly just using little bits and pieces of administrative law, but then over time, administrative law just overrode it. Hmm. Well, administrative law, I think, is is uh, quite susceptible to private um, um jurisdictions usurping the process um, and that's why uh, if there's conflicts between two administrative jurisdictions I think it's it's useful to to reference the um, the process for settling it is is a resort to common law 
which requires that 12 people agree with sure. whatever decision is being made one way or the other. And, and presumably only one of the factions will be able to assemble 12 people in support of, of their position, and, and that will cure disputes concerning jurisdiction and stuff. I'd like to put a link into the chat room for everybody um, on the ad administrative procedures checklist. Is what it's what I titled it, and this is a reformat that I that constructed that I think you could all benefit from. Just give a little more background uh, on on the uh, the administrative procedures app and its application. But remember, like Charles just suggested, that when when things come to a head. The resort to common law is most likely the, the proper uh, uh, result and proper action to, for everyone to take because, after all, America is a common law country. That's what separates us from Russia and Mexico, is that we mm -hmm. actually are not bound by Roman civil authority. So, I'll find the link. Thank you for inviting me this evening. It was a, um, a very informative evening, and I appreciate it. Um, I, again, I, if there's somebody in Florida that wanted to get in touch with me to see if I can add something or help in any way, I'll, I, I would gladly try. I am involved in, in several engagements on, on on a level of trying to get something done in this country, and some of some of the matters that I'm involved with, I'm uh, at liberty to discuss at this moment. Uh, but uh, my heart is my heart is in the battle with you, so that uh, I will share that with you before I say good night to all of you. Take care, Milt. Glad you could join with us. Um, Have a great um, um, Milt. Milt, yes. Would you like to contact me privately to have a discussion about these same same issues? Because you sound yeah. interested. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I always have been interested in uh, legal matters. As I said, I was I was coached by Godfrey P. Schmidt in uh, the second case of Landrum Griffin in the United States, which I wrote to briefs myself after being schooled. So I have some somewhat of an understanding of how the system works. By the way, that case is a landmark case because we won against about 40 attorneys. But give me your full name and um, and your phone number. Yes, go ahead. My full name is Donaldson, but my real name is Jeremiah Guthrie. <laughs> Did you get it? Full name. F-O-O-L. Okay, now I'm, now I'm doing too much. Uh, Donaldson, okay. Right, actually, it's, it's just Jeremiah Guthrie. Um, and my phone number is four one five two eight six two eight six two one four nine. That is for you to call me. And whereabouts are you, sir? Forgive my well, You're in California, are you? I am in the West Coast. Yes, I'm on the. Uh, um, I'm in California. I'm in the northern part of California. Call me any time uh, that you can. Um, I usually try to make space uh, for people who are uh, inclined to dialogue with me about more important things. 
Well, now what the the matters that you people are doing uh, is extremely important. I mean, there's, there, there is no question uh, in my mind that uh, uh, what your leader says that he has to draw order on what is impending chaos. And those of us who have a sense of reality know that there is impending chaos. Uh, it's upon us right now, except most people are unaware of it. You know, they're living in cognitive dissonance. They're eating a frankfurter, they're watching a ball game, they're dancing with the stars, uh, twerking with the idiots. Uh, this is all the Roman Colosseum, you know, and uh, Rome, is, Rome is burning furiously. So, uh, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally aware of it. I, my community has more unlawfulness in the government sectors. Al Capone would be proud of Brevard County Commission. He would pat them on the backs and say, "Well done, folks." <laughs> I, I don't know how. I'm being honest with you guys. I don't know how else to put it. It's it, it's a phenomenon. I mean, we have crime incorporated here that that uh, you know, of course, Florida is the second most corrupt state in the in the country. In case you didn't know that, we ubiquitously we earned that title. But anyway, I thank you for permitting me to come online with you. I am somewhat um, sorry I digressed from the point uh, that you were taking, because what you are doing happens to be very, very, very important. Uh, somebody has to do it. There's no question about it. Uh, and it looks like you've got all the right people in the right places doing the right things. Oh, well, we're, uh, we're working on it. Right, well, it's, it's just going to – it's just going to – take some time and and you you're going to really need very desperately some outside incidents that occur that will help you fellows gather them gather the fruit more quickly because you need all the help you can get i'm I'm totally aware of that uh, uh, I've just been very fortunate because uh I'm able to multifunction on many tasks I'm, also been a professional musician, having played with the Pittsburgh Philharmonic and done a lot of other things. So I led a, a very, uh, uh, I'm very grateful for the life I've led. And uh, I just want to give back some of uh, my my better moments to my students or engineers at the, right. uh, at the Cape. But I'll be well, glad to try to help if I can. One, one interesting point of fact, you guys, is this, that... Um, Sir, just remember this. You you are helping just by coming on the call and by being a part of this call. I know Charles would concur um, with me on that. This is his call. Um, I, I, you know that um, administrative authority is derived from legislative enactments, right? So Correct. There's a crucial point to remember here is that in common law, right, we can use or adopt whatever laws work in our favor that are already enacted. Um, what I'm ultimately, we do not, we don't have to rely necessarily on statutes. But if there's something that works in our favor, why would we sit around and create something that something new when there's already something out there that works in our favor? And that is, go ahead. 
I totally agree. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no point in reinventing the wheel. I mean, it's if it's right. already there, use it. Of course, I. You know, that's totally common sense. I mean, right. Uh, it's, it's adoption. Adoption, adoption, adoption. There's nothing wrong with adoption. And see, as a matter of fact, they, the whole system of de facto has adopted the Roman rule, right? In other words, it's Roman adoption. Look this up, everybody. Go look up the words Roman adoption. That's actually a legal phrase. And, you know, uh, I, yeah. I agree with you. You know what floors me, and if I can leave this comment with with you to, to mull over, because I don't know all the answers. I know a lot of the questions, but I don't know the answers. If I knew the answers, I wouldn't be talking with you. I'd be acting on them. Um, it is amazing how these criminals in government keep moving the goalposts. You know, they'll just change the laws, move about or evade the law, not carry it out. And that's, that's what's so striking about this. I mean, here we have God-fearing uh, people who, who, who live by the Bible, who want to do the right thing. And, and we, I think we have to be aware, what I am, the point I'm trying to make with you is we are dealing with people who are amoral. They don't care about morality. They don't care about the Bible. I mean, I listened to one comment of George Bush in my head. The hackles on, on, the back, on my, my back stood up. I don't give a damn about the Constitution. It's just a piece of paper. That was George Bush. That was a, a marvelous president <laughs> who brought us the NDAA and the Patriot Act. But nonetheless, I'm with you. And, and uh, right. God's have you heard, I don't know what have I'm you, You're awesome. You're awesome. Let me ask you a quick question. We're going to talk privately, hopefully, right? You're going to call me? Yes, I promise you I will. But, okay. Uh, uh, please, uh, be patient. Uh, now, there's a four, what, is there a four-hour yeah. spread between us? It's three. Three, okay. Okay. Uh, what's, a, what's a better time to get you? So I... Anytime is fine. You can call me at midnight if I have my phone on. I'll answer it. Um, but usually it's between the hours of like you know, 9, 9 a.m. And, uh, and around 11 or, or 12, you know, 12 mean midnight, but um, just want you to know, man, that that I appreciate your interest, and I think I think you have uh, what it takes to um, to basically get get the gist of all of this, uh, and 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 basically activate, you know, and and bring forth heaven on earth. You know what I'm saying? But we need to respect the blood of Jesus too. There's there's something very important to remember. You know that 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 um, what we're doing here is is we're not we're not necessarily you know I, I respect the blood of Jesus. We don't all need to, but I do. And the reason why is because there was already a huge intention put forward through that that expenditure of blood, you know, and it's in the minds of humanity. And and by acknowledging it, right, what we're literally doing is in, incurring that energy. Of, of disenfranchisement with the de facto system of things. And so it's, a, it's about being smart and, and, and wise and slow and steady, turtle speed like Charles states. But I appreciate your time tonight, and we'll talk soon, hopefully. Did we lose Mel?
Did we lose Mel? I sounds like he's not responding. But away from the screen for a moment. Turn yeah, speed, right? The Lord is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's you, me, Rick, Aquila, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and Tara. Tara. Um, yeah. So we're down to a smaller community here, where we can relax the formalities a bit. And, um, do we lose wonder? Do we lose wonder, Ann? Yeah, she hung up uh, um, probably ten, fifteen minutes ago. So, Charles, how about, how about Eric? Eric still here? Eric's gone too. Uh, Charles, guest twenty-four says that I I embed malware inside of my text files that I put up. That is not true. I have ne I don't even have any technological abilities like that. I'm not a coder. I don't know computers that that well, okay? Uh, so don't believe anybody coming in under a pseudo name like guest of any of any number, all right? Right. And right. you know, if you I, go I, in I and did. yeah, yeah. I don't Here think that's. I. I don't think twenty four's words are even worthy of us talking about here, brother. Okay. Jeremiah, I have a question. Do you the files that you do post in the chat? Uh, your sources that you get them from, uh, do you, are you sure that there's no malware or anything in them files when you receive them? Actually, uh, I don't receive the files. I create them. Okay. And I'm doing all the research myself. Okay. Uh, everything that, like, for example, the last administrative procedures, not to toot my own horn, the, the checklist... Is was completely reformatted from the law library uh, administrative procedures checklist that they they provided for the lawyers. You see, it was in a you know the little binder, the three ring binder that they give you in the law library to go look at. There's like you have like your your hard copy books right, which have they're bound hard copies right, and then you have your three ring binders which give you most of the procedures and like how to file what and where to go to do what they give you exact instructions well that's where this came from so the so so as an example all i did was was take pictures of it or copies of it at the law library which was permitted because it's only one chapter it's not copyright infringement um and then I basically, all I did was um, reformat it, and then I shared it with everybody for educational purposes only. I'm not selling anything, so I'm not selling someone else's work. And the other, so there's no malware in it. It's, it's Google Drive, you know? I mean, it's Google. I mean, I have a Google Drive, and, and I'm sure you have uh, access to a Google Drive as well. So if there's malware in yours, there's malware in mine. Jeremiah. Yeah. Can we decrease the influence of guest 24 slander against you in our conversations here? Absolutely, uh, uh, Charles. Uh, I'm with it. I was. Hopefully, you understand. I was merely responding to the question right. brought on by the gentleman. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Rick. Rick fed into that. I. I recognize that. But. Um, and. And Rick too. I. 
um, the 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 the, the pro subversives can raise more side issues like their slander against Jeremiah here than we can address. If we try to address every single slander that comes against any of our people, we're never going to get anything real done. And so, um, it, while it might be briefly worthy of, of mentioning it, like Jeremiah did in his first immediate comments, at that point we need to put it to rest and, and, and go on with the work that we need to accomplish in these precious conferences. This I is, agree. This is precious time that we've got together here, and and um, um, I, I personally, a little bit of insight, my own testimony here, um, I attend a lot of conferences, as most of you know, but I frequently get frustrated because the people in control of those conferences are either too, too controlling um, um, an authoritarian where there's no opportunity to to raise controversial issues, dissenting opinions, or on the other hand, um, um, there's um, um, chaos and confusion, and it's it's a pig pile uh, mud fight, um, and, and and nothing whatsoever constructive can be accomplished, um, and so they're under. Um, um, uh, would you like to segue? I, 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 these these conferences where I'm in control, they're really really precious to me, and and I like to I I I'm, I I I thirst for opportunities to address every legitimate issue that everybody in attendance here on um, um, uh, is concerned about, um, in particular about larger issues about saving our nation. Um, yeah, that's so why I think I'm here. Go ahead. That's why. That's why I'm here. I, I know I can uh, feel that about with with you. Uh, you know, just by your voice and the, the issues that you do bring to the table and to talk about. And uh, I, yeah, in the chat room, there's a lot of disruptors. I've I've seen a lot of disruptors that are in there that are from a couple other talk shoes, and I I just overlook it and. You know, I, I think that even just having this conversation is the wasting up our time just by talking about it. But I agree with you, Charles. I do. Charles, um, Thanks, if, I might, if I might address the issue of reviewability um, that comes with administrative procedures, I believe that it involves uh, actions on the part of justices of the peace as well as constables and the sheriff because when you're dealing with reviewability you have uh, questions like futility which arise futility as everyone knows uh, is when um, you have already been injured and hurt by something and and it would be futile to wait so therefore you get to skip administrative remedy. There's no need to exhaust administrative remedies when it's futile. It's, for example, if you've already been hurt. So the, the, way, the way justices of the peace can act or constables is to draw up documents which address that specific issue of reviewability to, to 
with which we can base our constitutional questions on, okay, because of the fact of futility. Hopefully I didn't lose anybody. Right. Um, that issue of, of well, larger, uh, to broaden out the focus a little bit, um, I've noticed in Oregon um, the chief judge of the Supreme Court of the state of Oregon de facto is um, listed in um, Oregon statutes as being the chief administrative officer for the judicial department of the government of the state of Oregon. So that means he's, he's the, the chief judge of the Supreme Court of the state of Oregon is actually an executive administrative officer. Does that make sense? Yes, it does actually, Charles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and at that point, um, the decisions that issue from the circuit courts under that chief administrative officer's um, 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 authority mm -hmm. are all executive department decisions, they're not judicial decisions. Okay, can you reiterate that? Say that again in a way that I could really comprehend what you're saying. There's, in a sense, you I'll said, do my best. Yeah, yeah. The the the, um, the 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 chief judge of the Supreme Court of the state of Oregon is an administrative officer, as statutes rec recognize. Um, but that seems to imply that all of the judges underneath the um, um, chief judge of the supreme de facto court of the state of Oregon is um, 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 merely an administrative officer, and so all of the lower level judges, the circuit court judges, um, are all administrative officers. They're not judicial officers, and that references to the wording in my Keith Livingway verdict where, um, what did we reference the judicial office um, or judicial process that David Scheid was asking for clarity about. Um, yeah. Well, you were saying that? basically that, that you, they were executive. In other words, that they are not exercising judicial authority, but instead executive, right? Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the thrust. Right. Um, your phrase, administration of justice, that's another wiggle, weasel word type phrase, I think, um, because I know I've seen that with reference to true common law due process, but that word administration is obviously an indicator of, of executive authority. Um, yeah, so... So... Um, um, there, there's there's all kinds of traps and fit, pitfalls engineered into our current environment here that um, it's important to try to get mapped out um, um, so that we're not stepping on landmines um, when we're proceeding through the mm. process trying to secure judicial remedy. Remember, Charles, that 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 um, we can um, if you're talking about judicial remedy. Reviewability is some a very crucial. Uh, it, it's very important to 
to highlight because um, you, judicial review means to, to, to gauge whether or not a specific act or action right, was constitutional, meaning whether the government had authority or whether they were limited in their authority and were not permitted to do something. Okay, so this is this is where where the justices of the peace can actually come in ex parte to to actually yeah. issue orders. Okay, well, that, a judge that, out of court, yes, yeah. judge out Absolutely. of court can walk into the the de facto courts and just tell the judicial officer presiding that he's not really a judicial officer; he's an administrative officer, and and this court. Uh, is is being converted from his private jurisdiction over to serve the public interest because the judge out of court that's coming in from common law jurisdiction is a public judicial officer from his own precinct and and he's got confidence to actually follow due process of law here whereas the executive administrative officer in the black robe uh, uh, does not really have authority to uh, follow judicial process because of the separation of powers doctrine. Okay. Um, uh, looks like we got a new caller. Ragtag Patriots, would you like to say hi, Ragtag? No, I'm just kind of listening in. I was on another podcast and we kept getting spammed, and then it was told that they were spamming that podcast over here. So I just come over here to see what the conversation was about. All right, welcome. Uh, we, we've been having a bit of spam in the chat window too, but um, it's the nastiness seems to have died down quite a bit, and so what it's pretty. Did it happen? Did it happen to be a guy called Dark Knight or Dark Light? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a problem all over. Well, you were a guest on my program a couple of years ago. I am, I am the political Superman. You were on my show a couple of years ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while. You're in Colorado or somewhere in that area? Oregon. Oh, oh I'm sorry? Oregon. Oregon, that's it. And we had a conversation, and we were supposed to get back for another conversation and weren't able to. But I just wanted to see what was going on over here. But I know who you are. I, I was You were on my show a couple of years back. My show is called Political Straight Talk. You may remember. Okay. That. But, uh, uh, I, I anyway. do remember uh, political Superman, yeah. Yeah. Well, that Sir, me. I believe we've had conversations as well. This is Donaldson. We have Donaldson. We actually yeah. do. We, you've been on the program several times, and we've had chat. So, yeah. Uh, anytime you want to come over, I do it every Friday night at 10 o'clock, and I would love to have both of y'all as guests. And, Charles, I'd like to finish our conversation at some point in time because what you talk about is, is interesting. So. Just wanted well, to check well, in. You know, it's, it's kind of slowing down here. If you feel like uh, uh, resurrecting the old issues there, we would well, probably be harmonious with our general themes here. The the issue I've got going on is I'm hosting another call over in the other chat. I've got my co-host taking over so I can come over and see what's going on. But I'm glad. So perhaps that, another time we can talk then, right? I, I am glad that you sent Dark Knight on his way or Light Knight or Not Light or whatever the hell he is over here. Because uh, yeah, he was well, causing us all kinds of problems. Well, 
I, I, I locked him out. I, I like to be tolerant of him uh, and, and everybody for a while, but after a while, the insanity just gets too intense, and I, I start muting his chat, yeah. Sometimes. Well, law fan says I called him a moron, and if I did, I do apologize. <laughs> well, he maybe law fan is a moron, um, but we can let that one lie. Um, um, he says dark night. Um, he says dark night is Roddy K. He bets. Well, that's interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. He's sitting over in my yeah. That's an interesting theory. Although I, uh, I, I rather doubt it. I rather doubt it. Well, he hasn't said um, anything off color. Anyway, gentlemen, I'll let you get back to your call. Uh, you sir, if you don't I'll mind, yeah. uh, if you don't mind, uh, uh, have you ever heard of the Democratic Republican Party? Yes, actually, you asked me that one more time. You asked me. I asked you that somebody before, asked right? me that once. Somebody asked me that before, yeah. Right. I was just curious to find out if you if you had heard about it because um, I believe that's like with with true common law, pure common law, jural societies. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. you don't need a political party. There is no political party when it comes to jural societies. Right. All of that is a ruse for the de- that supports the de facto corrupt municipal public corporation. Um, demography. Okay, I, I can't dispute that. I don't. So let's it. let's let's remember that that the whole the whole purpose for Charles, I, I think you're in support of it. Uh, it. Charles is actually in support of something that it has is ancient and esoteric as far as common law is concerned. It's I I I, I love Charles for bringing it forward. Okay, and uh, and and it's important to remember that what we're doing here is actually in, is working for the kingdom. We're not we're not necessarily working here for any in particular personal interest, as you know. I understand. Anyway, so, gentlemen, I got to get back to my show. My co-host is born people to death. So y'all have a great day. You too. Hey, good night. Ragtag Patriots has hung up. Um, Tennessee's out there. Tennessee, would you like to say hi, or have you already? I forget. And maybe Tara, it's been a while since we heard you talk. And Aquila? Aquila? Anybody? Oh, Charles, I'm sorry that people don't want to talk right now. Why is it? It's okay, it's okay. Um, Aquila. Yes. How you doing? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. All right. Want to tell us the story? <laughs> I'm not really. I mean, if you have a question for me, I can probably answer that. How about that? Well, I mean, did I tell you about I got stopped by the police? Uh, I don't recall. Um, I seem to recall you telling a story recently about being stopped by the police. Is that something we might have heard? A traffic stop? Yeah, and I got I got a bit on video of it. Yeah, because I'll just say this: I don't have a safety inspection sticker on my car or a county sticker. I don't have registered plate. Um, 
but you might see on the other call, all right? And so when they stopped me, one was that I didn't have a sticker. The other one, oh, your brake light has three bulbs, and one of them is out. So I just was wondering why they stopped me. So I wasn't doing nothing wrong. But I just have a bit of a conversation with them, and they check a couple of things. I'm on my way. There's nothing they could do. And when they say stuff about my sticker, face the inspector sticker, I say, well, nope, I don't have one of those, and there's no law to say I'm up. And I remember one time they asked about the plate. Most times they did, but the other one was like, where do you get those plates from? I'm like, that's just a silly question. I bought them at the DMV. This other one was like, the first one, I can't find you. He said, I can't find you in the record. I'm like, yep, I know. And I'm not going to disclose certain information to you. And there's no law to say I must. So the next thing, look up my VIN number, I guess, to see who this call belongs to. And also, See if I stole or whatever. And after that, no problem. I'll take their hand sometime or I'll just be on my way. Like I said, there's nothing they could do about it. And that's so good. <laughs> you know, I don't have to put certain things on my car just like most people do. So, just to know. And this is why I like to do it as a more, eh, I'll just say a more different way than I used to do. I have problems hearing you, Nicola. You sound awful. Yeah, it's, I love, you know, to listen to you, but every time I try to listen to you, I even have a set of headphones on to try to listen. And you just sound like, I mean, I, I caught out so many words. I'm uh, sticker, and that, you know, it's just hard. It, you're not. It's not like a crisp sound. It's just like a muffled sound. Can you hear me now? I can hear you a little better. Yeah. Okay, I just changed the headphone. Just like okay. it's like you're talking like in yeah. a pillow. Now or before? Oh, I hear. Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. <laughs> You're on stage. Definitely. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to do a show. I mean, but I was just saying certain things I don't have on my car, my property, you know, and there's no law to say I must. I might get stopped, and I just tell sometimes I tell the police, okay, you stop me. Tell all other police do not stop me. Now, I heard you, you say know. something about system. He's, uh, did you say he said I didn't? I don't see you in the system. Oh, it's the system, like the plate said, that's on my a souvenir plate that's on my car now. He said I can't find you in the system. I can't find a record, and I'm like, I was like, yep. <laughs> and I well, what what name did you say, give him, Aquila? I never give anyone my name because I don't oh, believe a woman. Okay. To, hold on a second. A woman yeah. can give her name. However, a man can't. 
I do tell people my name. So Maybe that's why he couldn't give find you, because you didn't give him I, the legal name. I told him my name, and I written it. Right, he written but you it didn't. Down. See, I'm, like, listen, my, my point is this, Aquila, is that the legal name, right, that's for their purposes. You gave them a name that was not in their database, right? No, and so no, they're, no, that's, yeah. that's not what happened at all. That's Did you give them the name that was in their database? Yes, that's on, my, on the license that I use. Well, I thought you said you, they couldn't find it in their database. Well, they couldn't find the plates. My plates is not registered. It's not registered. They could not find that. Oh, I thought you said a second ago that they couldn't find your name in the system. They couldn't find the plates. Oh, the plates. Okay. Which they were looking for, and I am not in the system as well. My you car might is not, not be. Registered. No, the car is not registered at all. So... When they look up your registration, they can say, okay, this is a registered driver. They can't see that on me because I'm not. That's what I'm saying. He was like, I couldn't find the record of these plates. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you didn't say that before. You actually said they couldn't find a record of you before. Now you're talking about they couldn't find a record of the plates. That's different. That's what I was talking about. Because if I gave him my name, you know, the name you say, give it a name, I told him my name. He'd go look my name up. He'd find me. Okay? I'm saying he cannot find the plates. They're not registered plates. So I'm just clarifying that. Um, all right. Thank you. In the system at all. And I'm like, I know. And, I, you know, basically I'm like, Yep. And I'm not going to disclose certain information to you, and there's no law to say I'm off. And that's how I talk to them. You know, just nice, calm. I'm never hostile. I mean, sometimes this time he was a bit hostile at first, but he soon calmed down because there was nothing he could do, and I already know that. So, depends who you um who's there, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, some of them might be a rookie, don't know what's going on, I guess they call in, do whatever they have to do, all right, so, as I said, there's things, um, I do, I I check it out first before I actually do it, I study, I look it up. And early on, I called the DMV many times, asked many questions. I recorded that so others could hear exactly the question I asked, exactly what was said about that. And one question I simply asked them was, I said, I just, you know, I cannot get tighter on it. I do not want register plates. I do not want registration, any of that stuff. All I want to do is get tighter on it. And they said, yes. I already knew this, but I just did it for the show, you know, so people could hear. And I asked a bunch of other questions. And there you go. And I did my research. Mm-hmm. So here I go. So when I'm just sitting and saying, I don't have to deal with that. Like, even when I'm at the court, <laughs> it's how I, it's what I say. Because without me, they can't do certain things. 
And then if I agree to certain things, then here I go. And it's about the wording. It's like sometimes I try on my call. I said, do you know how to spell car? And most people say, yeah, sure. I said, well, spell it. And they spell C-A-R. And I'm like, that's not what I asked you. I asked you to spell it. And this is exactly what happened at the court. They say certain things you think you understand, you think you know, and then you get all tamed up because they know what they're doing. So if I wanted you to spell car, I would say how you spell car. I wouldn't ask you how you spell it. That's manipulation, Aquila. You know that, right? No, it's no. Yes, it is. Okay, that's to you. Everybody got opinion. That's fine. If that's what you believe, fine. Yeah, but why are you saying? Please spell it. Please spell it. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. You're talking to a someone on the side of the road, a police officer in the executive office, right? He's he's not there to uh, to do anything wrong to you personally. Right, but you're going to use the argument. Please spell it. You're challenging his. I'm uh, not talking about that officer. I'm talking about in the court of Lumi at the court. What's going on? Well, I that's the same thing. At the roadside. No, because we're not in court when I'm at the side of the road. What? He's you're just, not. He is. Nope. And I'll say why. <laughs> okay. You're that's what you, you can, if that's what you believe, that's fine. You don't think court is the side of the road? I mean, it could be, but it's not at that point when I was getting stopped, and I don't hold no court. I just well, this, just say uh-huh. certain words because there's no law to say I must. That's pretty much what I tell him. And he have to find to find that door if he want to hold me or charge me with anything. Find it, go for it. And if you do, great. You can give me a summons, give me a ticket. When I get that ticket, right. I'm going so to you're making a, a syntax so I'm argument. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but what you're saying is. When you say, "What is it?" or "Please, please explain it," no, you're actually making. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I ask you a question? It's you're making a syntax argument. Is that right? Okay. Okay. This it's a syntax I, argument. Okay. If that's what you believe. My um, question. No. Saying, no. 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 You no me, I'm trying to. Please don't get me muted. Please don't get me muted, right. okay? I'm, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Okay, I'm not. If you don't want to, you want to talk over me. That's fine. I'll just yield. I'll like I said, answer. you can say your answer whatever you wish. Go for it. I yield. We are trying to have. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Back and forth between Aquila and Donaldson about sure. it. You, you asked a question, and I was about to do, mm-hmm. answer it, and you interrupt me. So you want to argue on the side of the road or with the with the cop, That's not right? What I That's said. what you just said. That's, no, I did not. I don't argue on the side of the road. There's no point in it. If you want to Why get me a ticket, God bless him. Go for it. I'm going to win anyway. Have you? Let me ask you. Let's let, let's let's shift gears a little. Let's take it a little bit deeper, okay? Because right now we're kind of on the surface level. Have you done any procedure, right? that would allow the cop to see in the database that they pull up, right, that you are exempt from any type of a statutory jurisdiction? Have you done that? Have you done anything like that? You're done? No, I'm Jeremiah. Have you done anything like that regarding statutory uh, exclusion 
remedy? Like, have you sent in paperwork saying, oh, I'm not under that statute or anything like that? I have never, and there's no need to. But however, I could tell you what I did do, if you care to hear. <laughs> Anyways, you know, what I was explaining about the word it, I was just simply using it as an example. What has been, what has been, has been done to me. I'll just talk about myself. Down through the years, when I talked, helping others at the court, if I went for myself with a particular case, you know, all I'm simply saying, the words at the legal ease words, which I have not went to school for to study to learn, my nephew, however, did, but I have not. So if they ask me, do I understand certain things, I'm going to say no, and I don't really want to have a conversation with them, but some of the words they use, as I said, um, sometimes have double meaning, meaning sort of like the word suffer. It has a double meaning. It can mean to endure pain. In the legal world, it means to allow, give permission. So sometimes you say police beat you up, and I used that example, and you did nothing wrong. People took pictures of that, video of it. You got 10 witnesses. You're at the court, and the judge asks you, you say, great. Hey, you got great evidence. There's no denying that. You got witnesses here. Speak on your behalf. There's no denying that. All I have one person, did you suffer for what this officer has done to you? And most people are going to say yes. So at the court, you say, yes, I allowed him to beat me up. Yes, I gave him permission to beat me up. Because you don't know the words. That is what's happening. And that's why I was using the example, it. Okay? And sometimes when people ask me a question, they say, you know how to spell so-and-so, whatever word, can you spell it? And I just say, I think, then they get a little upset. You know, because I don't wait till I'm at a court or wait till I'm in the situation. I'm correcting me now. That's all I am doing. I'm correcting, cleaning up my speech, cleaning up what I'm saying, understand what word I'm using, why I'm using that word. And if somebody use, ask me a question or use a word, I'm going to know what's, what's going on. Now, they right. may not know what's going on. That's fine. But I do. And I'm not going to, whether they get mad or not, I'm going to say what's correct, period. Please, 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 please. That's why my name is never done, okay? D-O-N-E. You said, are you done? And I said, no, I'm Jeremiah, okay? So what I'm, I didn't what I'm ask asking... I you about your name. What I, you said, am I done? I mean, are you yelling so I can speak? Well, that's a different that's context. Exactly. No, that's when you said, said, am you I done? done? Basically, I'm asking you, are you done speaking? And well, I you didn't say now. <laughs> Look, no, here's no, the no, point. I should have Aquila. said if you're done speaking, and you're Aquila. correct about that. You are intelligent, yes. obviously, but my my question is, have you done a process which would redeem yourself, and what process was that? Besides speaking uh, to the officer on the side of the road, something different. I'm talking about Caesar's Law. I will let, let you speak, speak, but I'm, a, I'm asking you one particular question, I, and if you keep avoiding it, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Uh, hear me out, please. Give me the latitude. So we can have a decent conversation. Everyone on the call is listening. If if you tell me the process that you used that went outside of the construct of just telling them, you know, the basics, right? What you what you just delineated for us. Did you do 
any other process besides just saying, hey, I'm not, you know, that or here's my name or here's me or whatever. Did you did you do anything other than oral argument? Because there's a thing called oral argument and there's also written argument as well. Have you sent in written argumentation talking about the same point that you would argue on the side of the road in an oral form? Nope. And there's no need for us to do so. So you're saying oral argument is the only is the only way to do it. Is you don't have nope. to do anything else other than oral, right? Nope. I have done some things and I already oh. told you what those was. I'm gonna say it again. Maybe you didn't get it. I don't have a county sticker on my car. No safety inspection sticker. Most people have they get it, see if the brakes work and the lights work or whatever. I don't have that on. Okay? And I I did have registered plates at one time. I simply surrendered those plates and gave it back. And I made sure I checked if there any record I owe a bill for the um, property tag, anything. I paid it all up. I surrendered the, the plates, the license plates that I had before, and the registration. I only have title only. Show I who's the owner of this car or my property. I'm the only one. That's all I pretty much did. Mm-hmm. But before I did it, mm-hmm. I asked, I'm speaking, before I did it, I went and asked questions. Who's speaking? Sure. I guys, have done what was correct. Thus, I need to interrupt briefly. Um, yeah. We're liable to get shut down within five minutes, and I probably won't restart the call here. Um, I just wanted to let you all know in case we get Thanks, off of a conversation that, that you, we're probably going to get shut down here. Thank you, Charles. And I, I'll tell you what, guys. My call is one four zero one three six. I have said this many times. I have recorded. You're gonna to have to go back to my recording so you can find it. But maybe if someone asks me a question, I've got someone will do a show Saturday. And if you ask me, probably about eight thirty or nine Eastern Standard Time. And if you ask me about it, I'll tell you what I've done. I have. I don't mind telling you guys that. But I've done exactly mm-hmm. in many things. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with journal societies. It has to do with what society? It does not have anything to do with organizing journal societies. Uh, what for, you mean for what I'm doing? And what what is done? a journal? Let me ask you a question real quick before we get cut off. What is a journal society? 